everybody. Welcome to Frame Trap. I am your host, Brad Ellis. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Michael Damiani. How's it going? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what's going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And our guest this episode is Daniel Bloodworth. Hello, Frame Trap cramming. Yeah, that's right. We are, we've been crammed. Blood, blood's been cramming games. Uh, it's good that you got to play some games at least, but they were cram sessions for you. <laughs> All right. First of all, hold on. How's everybody doing? Summer Game Fest is over for us. Oh yeah. We all we all worked hard. We many long days. How are you guys feeling after all of everything? Uh, good. Yeah. Was, I, you know that that's the thing. It's like I didn't even get to start cramming on games until Saturday because I was just still like going through things. You mm-hmm. know, it's like you know because just jamming everything up as fast as possible Putting during the up, show yeah. with like man, just, yeah we don't need thumbnails there's like make sure monetization is turned on and the rest of it can get <laughs> figured out later um but yeah so like i did go through and do timestamps on everything and then the future game show was like the hardest one because mm. that was the one i wasn't there for and right. so it was like not just doing the timestamp but also like kind of catching up a little bit yeah. unlike what don and i were watching um and then uh yeah and then i had to go through and like send all the coverage that we did from like almost 50 games out to PR uh, emailed all that stuff uh, and then like thumbnails for everything and then had to like uh, like 400 something emails to clean up <laughs> you know, and, yeah. like, and like all these review codes and stuff that yeah. come in and pre- other preview opportunities and stuff it's like what is happening yeah so all of you out there if you don't know blood handles pretty much like all of our booking. He's talking to all the publishers and developers mostly. Blood does so much back end stuff. He's putting everything up on YouTube. I want you right now, if you're listening or watching this, to clap. Even if you're by yourself, <laughs> yeah. just clap for Bloodworth. Big shout out as always. And then Damiani had his script ready on Saturday. Yeah, I know. So Damiani. Saturday, yeah. Damiani, yeah. Damiani also working hard, doing good work. Well, it was like. Yeah, we got done, and I was like, I don't want to forget. So we, I can talk about it now. Yes, it's been the hardest goddamn thing is not being sorry, <laughs> but like not being able to say I have sixteen. I'm yes. playing sixteen. I'm reviewing sixteen. People are like, so oh, hard. What are, like so it's like we're prepping for summer game fest, and we get Final Fantasy sixteen. So yeah. it's like okay. Thankfully, the embargo is the day before the release. If it was any earlier, I probably would be like freaking just dead right now. Yeah, but. Was like I want to try and beat this before Summer Game Fest. I think did I you? told I some of remember. you. So the day yeah. of Keeley's the, oh, the kickoff, did. I stayed up till four a.m. because oh, I was at wow. the end. Because it was like one a.m. I'm like, oh, I'm pretty sure this is the final boss, like yeah, this final sequence, and like, and in here we, I was like, I can't like end here and like gotta wait finish, six days yeah, or something. I, like, I have to finish this, so I must know. So I did it at four a.m. I'm like, all right, like I I, I, I booted up Final Fantasy mode and like like played the first fight. I was Ooh. like, all right, uh, I'm going to sleep now. I yeah, dude. Sleep. So then we yeah, we did our, our six days of summer game fest and then like right after it was like okay I can't forget Final Fantasy 16. Mm-hmm. I need to dive back in and yeah. like just like play it for a little yeah, bit refresh. more and then started to like yeah like thankfully the the thing I did this time some, I don't always do this because sometimes I wait for my script to be written mm-hmm. before labeling footage. This time I labeled all the footage but it was funny because after I wrote the script I was like I didn't remember like a lot like clips were labeled. I was like oh which one is an example of this? So I was like I'm gonna go just get 
get a pickup real quick because like it'll just be oh, way yeah. easier I always than, do that. than going through like I always have the notes. Yeah. I so I was like pickups. I was like, oh, uh, that 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 one. Which one was it again? I was like, yeah, like because usually in the fi- like I was trying in the file names like put as much info in there, and then generally when I get like the script, I might like okay, this clip is gonna be for this. Just rename it, like rename it to this. Yeah. It's simpler for Don or Isla, whoever's editing it. But when I first label them I try and cram as much into the file name yes <laughs> so when I'm reading it I'm like it, this is everything and I yeah, even no, try so put- when I let me see if I have an example yeah. for you because I'll show you what I do yeah so like see here yeah like, I just I've, have the clip numbers on my notebook and, and then, then like, however much stuff hmm. happens during that clip then I'll, I'll pick like the most relevant thing for the file name and then I'll have the shot log separately that goes into more details. Or if there's like something very specific, I'll put the time in the shot log. Sometimes I have a like the review file, the uh, the document open, and when I'm making oh, yeah. my I make my notes in there, I will sometimes put this file like when I label it like oh this is gonna be the example of this and I'll like put that right there and yeah, I'll star little things yeah, yeah and then I'll like rewatch it to remind me like what was that again like oh yeah that's that let me like definitely talk about that mm-hmm. so that was what basically like Wednesday was like try and recover day we had to be in Thursday again um, Huber and I for community showcase and then after and then so like Thursday night and Friday is when I just like sat down and like because I didn't do any work on Wednesday. I was yeah. like I'm sleeping today, and then <laughs> yeah, because this Thursday night and Friday just kind of like crammed in Saturday yeah. on that script to get it because I knew a, you know, I wanted to give us some time to edit it, but also uh, know, limited availability yeah, for so Jones. Mm. Would, so it was yeah. like if we need rereads or something, I gotta like we gotta get this done sooner than like I can't wait till like Monday Tuesday like you know on the precipice of the embargo. So. Yeah, <laughs> and then alternate versions pending the patch. Oh, so yeah, like you know, they they announced like there was a small day one patch, and obviously it was just like to you know things they saw after they they had had gone gold, and it's like. But that's not going to be available to maybe too late, and we don't know if Jones can do pickups. So I had to write two versions. Like if the patch somehow addressed some of the things I had concerns with, I had to write a theoretical version, mm-hmm. which is hilarious. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, and it was funny because like in the first cut of the review, Don had like both versions, and I was like, oh man, we should like we should leave it like this. <laughs> <laughs> the, if, the, if, the if then review style. Like if you had fixed this, it would have been this. <laughs> See how like publishers react to that? Like oh. Oh, man, that would great. <laughs> if you had done this, we would have given your oh, game. Oh, <laughs> man. That's so funny. Good and Lord. then I had uh, had to get my car repaired. It was like 600 miles overdue for maintenance. Um, my phone screen was coming off. I had to go take it to Apple Store. Oh, my God. Which was a fun Wait, ordeal. your screen was coming because, off? Well, I guess the battery was damaged on the oh, inside. So yeah, yeah, I've, had, I've had it, too, where Got the batteries it. start pushing it out when yep. it starts floating. Damn. So, like, I... Made the appointment right away for Sunday. Went there and they were like, "Oh, we have a lot of phones ahead of you, so like it won't be ready till like tonight." And I'm like, "I need it for like stuff." So like, can I come in first thing in the morning and like mm-hmm. it'll be first? Like, yeah, if you come in first thing in the morning, like it's you know that's how it works. Okay. Came in first thing on uh, Monday morning, which I also my car repair. Uh, I drop my car off at 9 a.m. Have the shuttle take me to the the Apple store. Go in there first in line, waiting for it to open. Go in there and like, oh, we have four phones ahead of you. I'm like, how? How? <laughs> like, oh, they dropped them off over like for overnight. I'm like, no one told me I could do that. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what? And they're like, yeah. So it's like, it's not gonna be ready for like another two hours. And I'm like, which is the time I would have waited the day before anyway. So you gotta find a trustworthy small business, Damiani. Oh. I went to a place when when this happened to me last. It was actually just last Christmas. It was mm. when I was in Florida. Took it to the guy. 
sat there for 10 minutes while he did it. Went home. So blood. Maybe a smaller repair shop would be a good idea. I have bad the, experience with that. The first that. time I tried taking it to Best Buy, because it was like oh. where I used to live. Because they were like, no. oh, no. We, like I told them what the issue was. Like, yeah, it's a bad. It was another. I just need to replace a dying battery. It wasn't damaged. And like, oh, yeah, we could do that really easily. Brought it there. And they're like, oh, no, there are like 10 other things wrong with your phone. It's going to cost like $450 or something. And I'm like, what? And then yeah. I get to the Apple store. It's like, yeah, we'll change the battery. And like, you know, we'll change it for you. And it'll be $60. I'm like. So I was like, I'm just going to Apple. Like they like apparently they like charged. It was like mm. the cheapest. So I had a bad experience too, blood. Anyway, yeah, did that. Then uh, you know, don't have a phone now. So I dropped it off for two hours, and then uh, during that time, car dealership called me. It was like, hey, we want we have one other repair we'd like to do, which I said yes to when I finally mm. got a hold of them. But I didn't get my phone until twelve. Told them then, but you're like, oh, all my all the technicians now are on lunch break. Ugh. So I got back there and then like had to wait for them to get back from lunch. And then apparently a customer who was unhappy about their service earlier got fast tracked ahead of me because uh. like it was mis- it might have been a mistake they made, so they wanted to fix it. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get out of there to like two thirty or something, Damn. and I dropped my car off at nine. It was just the A1 Honda, like the tire rotation, the uh, oil change, and it, uh, the AC filter, the yeah. fan filter had to be like changed out. Simple things that they're like, this will take an hour at most. Yeah, never. <laughs> and I was like, it always Ey. takes longer. It feels like. So yeah, I was like, damn, dude. Mm-hmm. That sounds annoying. All right, well, let's yeah. talk about it. It's finally here. Yeah. Final Fantasy 16. It's finally almost. Well, it's gonna be out pretty much when people hear this. Yeah, yeah. It'll be, this will be out like a couple hours before for yeah. early access. Yeah, you're but then everybody else yeah. will get it well, after, after the game's out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. Yep, so, that's right. Perfect timing for this. Uh, like you said, Diamond, you handled yeah, the review. Live, right? No, no, no. <laughs> we are not live. No, 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 no. We're in a lot of trouble. Diamond, you've beaten the game. I have beaten the game also. Blood's worth. You're probably like eight hours in or something like that. Eight or ten. Yeah, yeah. I'm to like. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm basically just past all the stuff that we did in the preview okay. events. Yeah, I've yeah I've done the gotcha. the first big icon fight um, post the intro, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I've done three reads, and I'm in Martha's rest. Yeah, okay. Run around doing some side quests and stuff. So that's the thing. Like Hold hours up. hours in. Hold through, up. Before okay. we go further, we are going to avoid spoilers the best we can. Just letting you know. We're not going to talk about any of the story, story stuff, so if you're very worried oh, yeah, about spoilers, we're going to do our best to avoid them as we can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not guaranteeing anything. Maybe some couple you will think is a spoiler. Right. But I'm just letting you know, just a heads up, if you're very sensitive yeah. to this kind of thing. But on that point, I want to say, like, you know, since I'm in this perspective where, like, I haven't beaten and you guys have, mm-hmm. one of the things I love about this game is that, like, it does a really good job of, like, hooking you in with, like, questions look like making mm-hmm. you wonder like what the heck is going on right now yes mm-hmm. and like even like with where i'm at at this point in the game having put a, a, a solid 10 hours or so in it's like i don't know what our overall goal is <laughs> yeah. i know the next sure. thing we're trying to do mm-hmm. is but i have no idea like what the mission is right it's like you're following clive's journey yeah. as he's experiencing it yeah. uh and it's and it's pretty cool to like not just have like oh there's the evil big bad out there it's like no we don't mm-hmm. we don't have a big bad yet we don't know mm-hmm. what the the dilemma is to solve in this game mm-hmm. pretty deep into it and i actually really enjoy that and i think it it again it does that really good job of pulling you along every mm-hmm. step of the way and it's really well paced on that yeah that sense. i agree 
Yeah, that's definitely the part where you're at. Like that's what the 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 focus is. Like Clive is just trying to figure out some stuff about him and about like I think what he wants to ultimately do. Like he does have his own personal goal. He has something in mind that he wants to achieve, but he's being presented other paths. I feel mm-hmm. like, and yeah. uh, specifically, like he meets Sid. Yeah. And like Sid kind of like, yeah, Sidolphus shows him a nice uh, alternative, a way where, you know, maybe you could put your talents to use to help the world. Um, because you see earlier that Clive does care about humanity. He cares about people. He doesn't think he's like above people. Mm-hmm. And in this world, there's people called bears uh, who can use magic. But uh, when they're found out at birth, they're branded mm-hmm. with a deadly tattoo. And, uh, yeah, they're treated basically. They're slaves. Yeah, like, yeah. They're, they are. Uh, and like maybe and they're so, slaves and at best, know, at best, at best, slaves. yeah, like they're yeah, like treated even worse. Yeah. Than at worst, slaves, they're just yeah. like treated like like oh, this is like you're a cup that holds my drink in here, and yeah, I dispose yeah, yeah. of you when you're done. Yeah, it's like you don't matter. You're yeah, expendable. You're an object. So yeah, in in Martha's rest, there was a conversation, and yeah. I won't go into the details, but like. This is freaking intense. Mm-hmm. And, like, this is only, like, one of the, like, things they do in yeah. the game. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, like, it's it, it's cool that they do that because I was like that. I felt like you two blood. I was like, so there's all this political stuff they hint at, but, like, what's really going on on that level? Like, what, like, are we trying to destroy something? Like, I, like what is it? And it comes into focus later. Uh, they, 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 they keep, like, kind of reminding you about what's going on with the, the larger scale events and then eventually like those paths will collide and you'll have that in the focus. But uh but yeah, Brad, um as you said we beat it. Mm-hmm. I am freaking so happy to finally talk about this <laughs> damn game. <laughs> I know. Sorry. I've had literally I've so many people I'm like, can we, can it can you just play it please? Like can it be the twenty seconds so I could talk there's like just want to talk to people yeah. about this game. I was like, holy shit. Because man the combat in this game is still so good, mm-hmm. and okay, just just the icon battles, man. Mm-hmm. You've seen them in the trailers, and you know what? The trailers don't spoil shit. You think you've <laughs> seen everything? No, there's no. so much shit you have not seen, and it like left. I like, I was like jaw dropped. I'm like, holy crap! What's even going on here? Like. I thought Osura's wrath and some of the shit in Bayonetta Dude. was like over the top. Like <laughs> Osura like punching like fucking giants and shit. I was like, this is insane. Or Bayonetta fighting like a god out in space. I was like, these are like you're never gonna top this shit. It's like this thing is like ah, uh, hold my beer because we got some things for you. <laughs> yeah, and it's not just giant scale fights. They do some really good like one on one style yeah, like yeah. Mm-hmm. person versus person style fights. Really good boss fights in this Flashy game. Flashy really shit. good. Yeah, I mean. Just gonna say it. There's some. If you play Final Fantasy 14, there's some shit in there that you're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, I know what that. I know. I know. Who made this fight? Who yeah, made this fight? That's I right. did, like literally. I, I like we did a we did an interview. Mm-hmm. We did an interview. Yeah, it's coming up soon. That's coming up soon. And I brought up one of those fights. <laughs> he said with that the I team. looked right at blood. And I was like, "Does blood approve of this?" Yeah, I was like, "Blood, give me, give me some body language." I was like, uh, like "What is this going up again?" Can we talk like, about this? There's, there's so many shit here. There's so much shit here. I can't even keep track anymore. But uh, yeah, I brought up the fight, and I got to say nightmare to the dev team because yes. I was like, it gave me flashbacks to a certain fight in fourteen, and I was like, except there's one difference this time, and they loved it. Like it was like, oh, okay, that's good about mm-hmm. it. But yeah, and like the the music during some of them yeah dude so good the music yeah. in this game is so bloody good man i love the music in this game it's so sick dude when you're in the icon fights it just gets you going it pumps you up dude 
yeah. When you're just walking the world, it's so peaceful. Like some of the yeah. like the forest theme I like, where you're with Sid oh, the early still on. winds, marsh. Like the, no, no, no. Uh, uh, when, you, when you're with Fafnir fight, or yeah. Like when you're with like Green Sid and yeah. uh, Torgal, that one's pretty good. I like too. that theme. Yeah, a lot. that was when I first noticed the dynamic music. Yeah. was in that was in that level uh, during the pre. Yeah, blood. Go off on the dynamic music right now. No, I mean it's it's uh, great, and that is something that sounds like you guys did get into in the interview. Or well, uh, no, they talked about it during the pre-launch. During interview. the launch, so okay, got, got asked by. Alex McCullough about mm-hmm. um, some of the tech they used and uh, in a single player game where you're not just like making the music loop and loop and loop where, where uh, like in 14 you have to hit a certain percentage before transition will happen in most big fights so they kind of have like a better idea of the pace and they can force mechanics to happen and, and force a loop but in this with a single player depending on your skill some team could oh, sorry team some player could take a long time to hit that threshold where a very good player will get there way faster. So they're like, how do we make this transition correctly to the next like phase of the fight with different music? And they showed how they did it, where sometimes if the music is at a natural loop place, then they'll trigger it to go into the next part of the song. And if it's not, they work just like kind of little like, kind of like, weird transition that kind of like forced it to happen so it sounded different but like it still felt pretty like kind of natural so yeah. they they were doing stuff like that i know they did talk about like the difference between working with pc and playstation 5 sound chips mm-hmm. in our mm-hmm. interview they talked about uh Soken talks about that as well and the, like the difference about getting certain sounds out of like playstation 5 that maybe were different from like using a pc sound you know sound card so that, there's like some technical aspect I think you might yeah. find intriguing, but yeah, just the uh, the variety of the music and a lot of like they do a very good job of you know using uh, like the theme like light motif mm-hmm. like they, they're the main theme uh, like the crystal theme comes up a lot character themes like Clive's theme gets reworked into a lot of different like in you know emotional fights yeah, where it's like definitely. we're mixing this with maybe a slightly different tune and it just does a really good job and then it, like the references they're mm-hmm. like they're working in music from you know influences from like so many different past final fantasy games and uh definitely. I, I think they did they definitely like listened to a bunch of other like really good soundtracks because uh the one where you go into the uh when you're going towards uh i believe it's you're first going towards uh the castle with uh, the icon fight you just did, mm-hmm. um, this was in the de- it's in the demo. If you do it, it's like going towards Gorilla. Yeah, it's in the demo. But that forest area, yeah, like that that that, that music. Um, to me, it felt very. Uh, it didn't feel like normal Final Fantasy music. Mm-hmm. It felt like something I'd hear in like Xenoblade. Sure. With like the, the the what they were doing with the effects, I was like I was like wow, this I feel like they listened to Xenoblade soundtrack because yeah. this feels. It, it just had those vibes, but it just shows the variety. Yeah, I would say there's some familiarity for sure, like Final Fantasy music where you're like, yeah, it's Final Fantasy music, but it is Soken, so I'm like, there's some songs where I'm like, oh yeah, this is a Soken song. <laughs> One song in particular, Don Mountain, you freaked out about, but there's definitely a lot of variety going on here. Yeah. Yeah, the the one in the Great Wood, uh, you know, and it, it's interesting because like not every area does this, but it's like, I think it's more the dungeon things than the open world areas. But the Great Wood, it's like it's the same song when you're in combat, mm-hmm. but it's just like it just has like a it has like the peaceful version and yep. the combat version, and it's like, and then when it hits, it it feels really mm-hmm. good, and then all same thing when it comes down, like you feel like that come down, but you still hear the same tune going, mm-hmm. uh, and then yeah, like uh, like Martha's Rest and some of the other towns, just having like kind of that that classic JRPG kind of. Yeah. 
you know, chill town vibes, Definitely. like a guitar playing in the background or something. <laughs> yeah, or like your hub areas. Mm-hmm. I like that there's the music player. Definitely yeah, messed the, with that thing. The orchestrian. Yeah. 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 Collect those, uh, those orchestrian roles. roles. Yeah. yeah, all over the place. Pricey. Yes. <laughs> I was like, do I spend my gill on this or yeah. there's going to be something more expensive later? I yeah. Was like, I was always, the only thing I ever spent my gill on was replenishing like my potions mm-hmm. yeah. and my consumables. And um, that was pretty much it. I bought some accessories, especially later on in the game for like, Certain things for your icon abilities. Oh, like enhance yeah. them. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'll buy that, that. You can only buy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We don't really get into that in the in the review, but uh, there are a shit ton of accessories mm-hmm. um, that you can equip. You have three slots. Um, you have like the assistance ones, the rings of whatever, like timely assistance of timely healing or whatever, like timely dodging. The ones that kind of like automate the process for people who might struggle a little bit. But then there's like over. I want to say there's like at least a hundred more of different ones. Things that like affect like icon abilities in terms of increasing like the potency, uh, reducing cooldowns. Like uh, yeah. there, there's things that just generally like increase like your air combo damage, mm-hmm. your, like your your fatal blow damage, like the the down thrust attacks or whatever. The like the yeah. cinematic. And you got the basics in there like attack and defense and that sort of thing. Yeah. They, um, they're all over the place. But there are a lot that are like tied specifically to like. A very like specific ability to where it's like mm-hmm. we're gonna yeah. you know you've got this like whirlwind attack we're gonna increase that by nine uh, percent damage or whatever you so if you like using that attack throw that ring on there and I will say that they they might seem like they might seem like well how do you like focus on all of this and like in the general course of the game I didn't really need to rely on those mm-hmm. but they have something in the game uh, those those the the, the tablet you go to at the, at the hub. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah, yeah. Uh, there might be some specific stuff in there that you might want to use that for. There's, like, challenges in this game mm-hmm. that might require you to use specific builds. Dude, I had to, some to fun well. with some of these challenges. I really like this whole thing. I was like, some of the things you find out in the world, other challenges too, Don Man, where I was like, yeah, let's do these. I was going to, okay. The hunts... Like, they're, they're, they're like some of them are like just like really basic fights. Yeah. But some of those S-Rank, you saw you saw um, Suzuki-san and Maximilian dude tr- fight Atlas, mm-hmm. uh, an earlier S-Rank in the pre-launch event. Mm-hmm. There are other S-Ranks. Yeah. They're more insane than that. Yes, uh, yes, there's one in particular that like it literally was nonstop raid mechanics. So I was like, okay, <laughs> here we go. And I tried finding it like almost 18 levels below it. And I was like, this is not going well. I will come back later because one hit from one of his moves one shot me. I was like, all right, yeah. uh, I need I need more. But like, it was like, that's kind of like the, the dance with a lot of the more intense battles. Mm-hmm. Like they really, like obviously character action games aren't any stranger to like projectiles being fired out or a laser's gonna hit here, get out of the way. But I think it's the fast rapid succession that some of these do. Like they'll throw out multiple mechanic, two mechanics at once where it's like, here's a laser going towards you. Then there's one going horizontal. It's mm-hmm. making a cross pattern. You need to realize that and like figure out where you need to dodge. Obviously you can, do the perfect dodge on almost everything in this game. Which is cool. So if you're good enough, you can just stand there and just dodge out of it mm-hmm. and be like, whatever, like this is fine. Parry a lot of stuff. Yeah, but eventually there are some things that will start throwing maybe three things at you at once and it might get a little bit too hectic to like just stand there and not do anything. There's definitely yeah. moments where you're like, oh, I gotta get out of here kind yep. of thing. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta get back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they definitely like 
really like the way the system is set up it makes you really want to figure out those parries yeah because <laughs> it feels so good when you actually hit one off yeah and everything does. slows down there uh, and it's you know and it's not always yeah like sometimes you do it by accident and then it's like okay like where is the window mm-hmm. to get this guy um like uh i saw one yeah one i came across last night with the the turtles running around and it's like Oh, when they charge at you, you can parry that thing. Mm-hmm. But it's like, if you miss, you get hit a yeah, lot. Hard, yeah, hard, yeah. Yeah. That's very true. Um, and one thing I think that helped uh, uh, make it a little bit easier to parry um, is how is the limit break. Mm-hmm. And in this game, limit break really is just basically, what are they called in God double of War? Tr- oh, it's or your double, double trigger. trigger. Yeah, it's double yeah, trigger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I haven't unlocked that yet. Yeah, it, you're very close to it. It should come out very soon. And in all the demos, they've had it for that yeah, part. Yeah, you know, when thing I you played just the, did game, in the demo version, they unlock it for you there. So, yeah, it's just a meter that fills up. You hit L3, R3 at the same time. Mm. There's a cool little animation. Clive goes nuts. Uh, and, like, it, you just tack faster. Like, your normal combo string is, like, one, two, three, four, and mm-hmm. then you can, like, follow it up with something. It's seven hits now in, like, the span of, I think, the same four-hit window. And you're just faster. So, like, when maybe you're attacking just in general and enemies winding up and let's let's go and you're maybe you're too slow to dodge because you're attacking faster, I think it makes it easier. I definitely, when using Limit Break, was scoring parries way more easily. Mm, um, yeah. And I combined it with a, the, there was a specific accessory called the Berserker Ring. I used that for a which while. Which was, like, really sick for me for my play style because it uh, does that cool little, like, like cinematic dodge. Like, normally you just look like that blue flash, but this is, like, this exact exaggerated like close camera shot over the shoulder of you where you like look like you're kind of like on fire and then like you get like a buff where you can just go in and like do like your attacks enhanced yeah and you attack faster too it's like you had the limit break for like a couple yeah, seconds exactly that's, what it's, that's, that's what a good way like. of doing it and right. i noticed an enemy that was doing multiple it was gonna do like like that big cl- enemy with a big club like a big troll enemy mm-hmm. yeah. it's gonna swing the club three times if i dodge the first one and then just start attacking it always like parried on the second hit, no matter what. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, so there are ways I think to like as you get familiar with it and you start using certain accessories that uh, kind of yeah tailor to your play style. Yeah. yeah, well, that's yeah. The the training mode is really good with that yeah. stuff too. Even though like you're pretty limited to like which enemies they put in there, um, but uh, but yeah, what I really liked was um, they have like an option in there to like basically show when to use the magic burst. And like, and that made me understand like the timing so much better. It's like how I quick that is to like burst. throw the bursts in there between your magic sword burst swings. is so fun, dude. Yeah, yeah. it's really good. Uh, yeah, that, I, I just realized that that uh, putting up that 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 it's, that that timing window is kind of like a third party tool in fourteen that, uh, that shows you how to slide cast. Yeah, maybe I've seen some people use that, maybe. but uh, this is trading mode, so that's okay to use it in training <laughs> mode. But yeah, no, that's very helpful because I know for a little while I was I was hitting it uh, way too soon. Right. Uh, like I was hitting it like fourth hit and then hitting it. It's like that, that's too fast. So nothing would come out. I'm like, mm-hmm. where's my magic burst to like knock them back? And had to practice a little bit. And I was like, oh, it's a little bit later. And yeah, it's like to get used to it. I've definitely seen like some uh, videos of people who play the demo who can do like air, stay in the air forever doing yeah, combos I already. And I'm like, oh, sick. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's pretty cool because I rarely did aerial combos like I would sure. like, on flying enemies I'd like use the fl- flame uh, phoenix dash or whatever it's called mm-hmm. to teleport up but generally um, then down strike or something yeah like. but once I got like uh, Garuda because you could grapple I would just grab everything to me I'm yeah. like just come to me like I'm, yeah. we're gonna like we're gonna do this and stuff 
I didn't jump a lot at first. Then I kind of started doing it more later on just to mix it up, I guess. Yeah, you have that like jump step ability too. Oh my god, where you can launch off off of enemies and stay up in the air. Yeah, so So fun. There's definitely there. I mean, there were definitely times where I'm like, I'm airborne, and yeah, it's like fun because you do your air combo, and then like you can do like the equivalent of Helm Splitter come down, and if you got like the flame charge ability, Mm -hmm. you like you hold down your attack while you're falling down, it'll be charged and ready, and you just immediately fall up with that big overhead smash, and they go flying, and like you can teleport them, but like. It's great when you knock them over. It's like dash to them, do that big like you know mm-hmm. the Punisher, yeah. Punisher attack. It's really nice, and then just you know dash over to another enemy. It's very fluid, very fast paced. I also think it's like with with the uh, Garuda's grab. It's like it's almost rude. It's like you knock a guy over and then you grab him and start pull him down. Him. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like that, that. That was the best thing. Each each of the icons. I mean, they have their like cooldown abilities, but they have a. Uh, a, kind a of a specific, per, a, unique, a specific one, unique ability that like your circle button becomes and for Garuda it, yeah it's a grapple but when an enemy gets to its 50% stagger its first thing you can bring him to the ground yeah, yeah like, the big it's guys like a, it's like a, yeah because yeah, big like guys you can't pull them towards you they'll yeah. just launch you kind of in the air but little guys you can but yeah it is really sick pulling guys down like or like bosses. I mean, th- I'll just say, there's like a giant, there are many giant dragons. Yes. Well, the first one I came across, like, did it, uh, wait, I could pull a giant dragon down? Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. I like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get other ones that are like cool later. Like Titan is the shield one. You yeah. already have your parry, but you can do a perfect shield as well. Mm-hmm. And like it opens up an enemy to a punish as well. So Got it's not it. just for, which is really you sick. You can hold yeah. it to kind of be safe, but you could like do it perfect. I mean, uh, the pre-launch, uh, Suzuki-san showed off like doing that perfect. I was like, I didn't know you could perfect with that. I was like, yeah. wait oh, a yeah. second. Oh. Yeah, yeah. But then he used Heat Wave, which is the, like the, it cancels projectiles. And if you do that uh, slash okay. hits a projectile, mm-hmm. it then fires out like three or four waves yeah, after that. four. But it like. Or at least when it's max. Upgrade. It opens up to a counter too yeah. that you could follow up with that's not there if you didn't do it correctly. And yeah. I was like, oh man, there's. There are these really unique windows I wasn't fully aware of or like more high level combo strings. Yeah, like, that's there's insane. definitely a lot of that going through yeah. the game where you're like, oh, I didn't know I could do that kind of thing like that or just discovering small little things like that to just add a lot of depth. And especially when you get more icon abilities, it definitely gets to a point where you have a good amount to choose from and you can kind of find your style with each. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what's, yeah, I, I, I think it's, it's pretty cool in terms of them like re- really sort of pushing you to f- figure out like what you like oh, yeah. the most because mm-hmm. every icon it's like you've got four abilities but you only have two slots it's two slots so it's like okay which which of these things are you but gonna really but when you upgrade in? one all the way bloodworth you yeah. can assign it to a different thing. right yeah so takes a when i got to that level it took a little bit of time to get familiar because i was so used to Phoenix is fire. Like when I'm on Phoenix or when I'm on Garuda, it's going to be like Garuda abilities. Now, yeah, like there's might be a different icon mm-hmm. ability there. So like you can you have like a little icon in the bottom right that shows you your six things. It's really hard to see. Like th- if there is one like small thing um, that uh, it, it, coming from playing 14 and this team being responsible for 14 is that there really is not like HUD UI custom, not a lot of HUD UI customization, like being able to move things. People are talking about button mapping and stuff too. But yeah, yeah, like no real button mapping. Um, I mentioned in the review, like they don't allow you to save like like icon slash gear sets. Oh yeah. That's like a staple of like all MMOs, but also like 14 Mm -hmm. as well. So it's like, give me so many accessories and so many icon abilities. 
some of these are single target. Some of these are, you know, a crowd control. When I'm going against enemies, I want a crowd control bill. When I'm going against a boss, I want to switch over to a single target. It's like having to manually go in there and swap that all out. I'm like, huh. I'm, why didn't mm. they, like, add a simple way to, like, save? Make, even if it's yeah. only a handful, it's like... I just needed like maybe three it, slots. It reminded me of the Materia Seven Remake, exactly. where I was like, I wish I could. Sw- it doesn't take as long as Materia did because there's far less right. slots. Oh, yeah. But it's just like that kind of thing. Of like, wish I could just quickly swap. Eventually, it. you know, said that the, with the, with Intergrade, the they were like, oh, we're gonna like maybe do something about this. Mm-hmm. And I fully expect in in Rebirth to have mm-hmm, that option like that. fully there. So. I mean, you had it in a uh, in before uh, not before Crisis um, Crisis Core. Yeah, you did have it there. So you had like what five or six? I can't remember. You had a certain amount of slots you could save. So I'm hoping there's like an update in the near yeah. future that they sure. maybe sure. see yeah. the, the feedback from that. Yeah, man. Um, what should we talk about with this game? I've, I'm oh. so worried about like spoiling things for yeah, people we, for this like, game. Some things to talk about. Like I think it's a nice way how they do. Uh, uh, the side quest. Eventually, oh yeah, we haven't talked about any of that. You kind get of stuff. a you get a, a NPC at your at your uh, hub oh. area, your yeah. home base. Um, that kind of keeps tabs. So like you can open the world map and it will show little green icons mm-hmm. that I- I- if you go to this zone, there might be there's going to be an NPC with a side quest there, or you just go back to your home base, talk to this NPC, and like there'll be categories for each nation you've visited so far. Mm. Like here are the active side quests, and it will just instantly teleport you yep. to the nearest teleport location you have right there. So they're really streamlining it. Obviously. Some of these feel a little remedial. Yeah. Um, some of them get pretty significant. Yes. And as some are in, very as significant. Like, you will do a part of it. They're multi-part, but you can only do one part of that part of the story. You progress in the story. You come back later. The next part of that yeah. opens. And don't those are, skip those. Yeah, they're for the major NPCs. <laughs> yeah, don't skip those. And they add so much more world building, and they're really good. But doing all of these... Um, uh, you get renown. We haven't like yeah. I haven't bring it up in the review actually, but right, there's a yeah. renown system where you can redeem your renown for rewards. You basically have these patrons who want to help you out, but you gotta like hit a certain milestone mm-hmm. before they'll like give you their gifts. Yeah, and some of that stuff is like really rare gear. Yeah. Uh, rare gear, some rare crafting they materials. They gave me like an extra slot for something. I forget what oh. it was. Like one of the first ones. So you can get. Um, there's also side quests that will let you expand your inventory. Like, uh, how much of a consumable you can carry. So like I think you start with three potions. You can expand that up to I think two times, and then you can expand how much their potency as well. So like healing right. eyes will heal you for more. Certain things like uh, there is right in there. St- stone skin tonic will give you defense. It'll extend the duration of that. Yeah, and there there is um, there you, you, something with renown that, ex- that yeah I think it's the third accessory slot. I think, don't you have to get two at first or you no, have you three? Have three, three? At first. What is the thing they unlock? For, I forget what I, I forget. I don't what remember. Was. I forget what they unlock, but there's something else that unlocks too. It was so early on that I did it, but yeah, but also like there's a, a crafting forging system. Yep. There definitely is. Not a lot of like you're not overwhelmed by the primary gear like your sword um, and then your like your your necklace and your bracelet kind of interesting choices that yeah they, it's like a belt almost yeah or belt, belt or yeah, yeah. A belt, belt. And, a, and then a wrist guard yeah, yeah. belt and wrist guards um, I feel like that at any point after like around where blood is mm-hmm. I think or a little after where blood is there will be a point where I feel like there's two viable options you can always get one that's kind of like just there you can buy. 
Um, and then it has like two upgradable levels. And then there's something a little bit more challenging that if you go do side quests or maybe go do some hunts and you get the right materials, you can craft something even better. And I kind of like that because it felt encouraging enough. Like, I want the better sword. Yeah, I want to go out and do, do some the work, stuff. Yeah, you should get better equipment. Definitely. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I didn't feel like I was rolling in guild till like, maybe towards, like, the mm -hmm. latter half of the game. Sure, yeah. yeah. And I was very, very stingy with it. <laughs> well, I did get, like, I don't want to go too deep into the spoiler of it, but I did get, like, a specific, like, unique weapon after one of the boss fights recently. Yeah. But then, like, I very quickly got, like, a better weapon, and I was like, so is there anything good about that unique weapon that, like, yes. go back to it? Okay. Let me give you one piece of advice. If you're familiar with MMOs and colors of uh, weapons, uh, if it is blue, purple, if it's blue or purple, you should probably hold on to it. Oh, they won't even let you sell it. Yeah, they won't even. Okay, it wasn't good. Even a sell yeah. option. Yeah, I didn't. Like, I didn't. Sell. I didn't try to. Like, I didn't Don't make sell. that. Mis I, I didn't try to. And then, like, something happened. Like, you could use that as a base for something else. Mm. And I. So I. I thought, assumed you could sell it. So they'll let you sell it. Then never mind. You're good. But like. Don't forget every so often to go back to the blacksmith and check because it will uh, – your home base will have like an uh, exclamation mark. And when you go back there, every NPC has something new, whether it's to buy or some kind of new recipe. Look for those. Like constantly be checking for those because yeah. it's worth your time. Yeah, and the, yeah. the teleport system makes it really, really easy, mm -hmm. which is why I think it's funny when they're like doing all these goodbyes to everybody. I'm like, I can just – I'll be – Back here in a second. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I feel like the last thing I want to say, other we talked about like like a lot of stuff. The what I want to say is like, um, I know the demo and some of the previews talked about like in, environments. Um, it is a little bit of a bummer. Like you can't just like go anywhere, literally anywhere. Like there's like bodies of water you can't swim across. Right. And it looks like you could jump over something and you can't. And it's like okay, like that. I wish I could just go over here. But in terms of like the layouts of the zones, like you were in like three reeds or, or yeah. going towards Martha's Rest. Like I thought that was going to be like the extent of that area and maybe like one little smaller part. Mm -hmm. But like I was continually impressed by as you progress in story how much more they add to those, like how much more is explorable. And they'll start teasing because they'll put like red, like the like the no symbol thing right. on certain paths. I'm like, oh, I'm going to come here later. And you might think it's like a tiny thing, but like it's whole chunks yeah. of environments that are just like locked off until later. And once you get to like the late game, when everything's kind of like open, it's pretty, it's yeah, pretty decent size. Yeah, areas when they're connected are very large. Yeah. I, like, I yeah, get I, it. I, and I think that like even up to three reads, most of the areas, even the like wider areas, feel fairly small. Like, because you know me, like I'm usually like really slow to move through the thing because mm -hmm. I like check everything. And so like so far, like that hasn't even been an issue because like I've checked everything and I'm just still moving along. Uh, so yeah, three reads is, is kind of like the first area where like you look out for Martha's Rest and like oh I can see a lot of space mm -hmm. here yeah. that you're gonna be able to check out. It, like, yeah, I saw initially people can hear, like, Final Fantasy X, and it's like, ten's way more linear. And then, like, oh, it's like the Calm Lands. Like, Calm Lands is not that big if you go back in it. Like, mm -hmm. like, and it's, like, it's just, like, open, of kind of big open nothingness. Like, it's just, like, it, it's, yeah. it was cool for its time. And even, like, Final Fantasy VII Remake, I think these environments are much bigger than what you see in oh, Final Fantasy yeah, VII they are. Remake. Yeah. They are. Yeah, definitely. And, uh... Uh, yeah, I, I think it's a good it's an it's a good balance. It's not open world. Mm -hmm. It's not like uh, 
any individual part is massive. But when you combine everything together, it, there's a lot yeah. there to explore. Yeah. And I get, like, they might seem empty at first, but few things to consider. Hunt marks keep popping up, and you, they won't be there initially. And you want to like go, like you might want to keep note of like, oh, there's this like random path over here. What's this? Uh, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, some quest will send you over there. There are definitely treasure chests that have some have gear. Some have orchestrian roles. Mm-hmm. So if you want that music track, yeah. it might be hidden there for for sure. Um, and then like some of them just like have like like just. You might miss like a, a like a ruins of a town or something, and it's like there might be a little bit of like side lore. Mm-hmm. Like there'll be like the little magnifying glass. Like you go up to like a, a desk and there's a book there, and it's like oh, you get to find out what happened to this abandoned like little village or something. So they 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 they, they added enough there, mm-hmm. I think. I mean, it's yeah. not freaking Zelda. No, like no, no, caves no, 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 All these no, mysterious no, no. caves down there. Close. It's like yeah, not it's not close. like that. But thinking of most Final Fantasy, like I think of fifteen. And yeah. I didn't feel a lot of incentive to explore that overworld sure. in that game. And that's an open world game. That, to me, felt more boring mm-hmm. than this. This felt very handcrafted and unique. Um, and even if there's, like, nothing to, like, there's no treasure here, no enemy to fight, there are landmarks there that, like, add to the, like, personality of the world. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like it's that. lived in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, just, yeah, not too long before this, there's a place called, like, King's Falls. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, this freaking is gorgeous. Like, yeah, yeah. There's like the, the actual like waterfalls and stuff running off of there, and like the kind of like, you know, like a little bit of like older decayed woods and forests and stuff there. And it's like, there's several other forest areas before that, but it still stands out. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's hard to describe, but it's different. You yeah, know? definitely. Yeah. Um, I do talking about gear though. Like <coughs> I, I do kind of miss uh, that at least so far, like. There haven't been like any kind of like armor sets or any those kind of changes. Yeah, no. it seems to be like yeah, very specifically like story focused. Yeah, like, it's just this your is weapon when change. like yeah. changes. Yeah, they don't have that, and uh, like while there are remnants of it, there's not like really like the the Final Fantasy job system. No, like you have nope. everyone kind of like plays the same. You'll counter enemies that are tropes. Of uh, like you've seen in the demo, the dragoon. The dragoon mm-hmm. does dragoon oh, yeah, yeah. moves. There might be a few other enemies. There's like a ninja that. in the demo. Yeah. Okay. The ninjas in the demo. They do ninja abilities. So there might be one or two more of that type of thing. It's like, oh yeah, they didn't forget about like Final Fantasy jobs. But yeah, it's not going to see like a white mage walking around with the white and red robes that that's that true. often. You don't see that, but you do see enemies that use like certain abilities. Like oh yeah, you prote- recognize yeah, stuff. Protects yeah, in there. Definitely yeah. here. The, the enemies you saw the, oh, like yeah, yeah. the enemies that heal. Like it's they worked in enough. I feel like, but I could definitely see some veterans wanting like maybe a little bit more. But I think what's there is really good and, mm-hmm. and works. And you know maybe they get another crack at like maybe seventeen. You know maybe they push a little further next maybe. time. We'll have to see. Uh, the uh, I will say that the second dragoon you fight, that's the first thing that actually did me in. It's the first oh, time yeah. I got a game that's over. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, but I was also getting to the point where it's like, like we were saying, it's like really wanting that parry, and it's like, all right, I'm gonna mess with this guy a little bit, sure, and like take some hits to try to figure it out. Yeah. And then especially like once I got that first game over, then it was it was almost like the shackles were off, and like I oh, just. Keep killing me. We'll Gathering data, dude. <laughs> downloaded. Let's there. get ready to raid, baby. Like, learn the patterns. Here we go. We gotta get them in the rating now. Let's go, blood. I mean, yeah, you got rating. Uh, I don't know if you got to. I think you've done. Have you done one yet? Uh, like the the there are like more instance type environments that you could call them like suit like pseudo dungeons, but there are definitely environments that are like just straight up are dungeons. Yeah. 
And uh, I kind of like uh, uh, appreciated that. Yeah, yeah. I really like going through. Them. The only thing I wish is maybe they're a little more complex. So like, the, I don't know okay. if it's I don't know if it's a big deal for most people or anything like that. I wish I, there was kind of like I know the complaint. a light puzzle element. That's somewhat. It, literally people are gonna be like, where are the puzzles? Like, where are the puzzles here? Like, I haven't played like a lot of the other Final Fantasies in a long time. I'm like, does it really need it? I don't know. Well, they, yeah, they don't have they like usually the, don't have much in the way. They of don't puzzles. have the cloister yeah. of trial stuff like in Final Fantasy X. I think that is. I've played ten. Final, in Final Fantasy X is the one I think that went the most heavy on puzzle mm-hmm. dungeon elements, and I think they have not gone back to that for a specific reason because I think people got a little annoyed mm-hmm. with like how sure. how many there were and how. It, Felt like it kind of dragged on. Yeah, a lot of people just end up looking up the guides. Like, okay, how do I? There's <laughs> like the last one, Bevel or whatever. Or it was like the moving platform, like the escalator looking things. It's like, oh gosh, this mm-hmm. one sucks. Um, so they didn't think they went that. It direction. might have been a good idea not to do them though. I'm but not sure. uh, they also, for in terms of like variety, I, I understand like the overall. Like, there's like no like. There's like no snow place. There's like uh, that I, I could think of or anything like that. There's but, other different things. But yeah. like in a dungeon you've seen in trailer, it's shown in a trailer. Like there's one like underground with like lava and stuff, and it's like yo, like they do have some pretty diverse locations yeah, when it comes to the instances because that forest, that great wood, is technically like. I think that one is an instance because like, you don't naturally go through that one when you're walking. One of them you do, but the one of them you don't. It's like you have to... I don't think you go through that one. Yeah, that one you don't go through again. You would have to go through the stage replay that's mm. back at the, the hub. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate some of those. Those, I feel, you might find a little bit more unique. Mm-hmm. Um, and unique feeling in terms of like the environment variety because they're, uh, they are segmented off. So I think they were able to like do a little bit more in right. those, and they look way more flashy yeah. and cool. Yeah. Uh, visually, the game looks really good, oh, yeah. I would say. Really good. Like some of like the cutscenes or like when characters are just talking, the visual quality is like pretty insane. You can definitely tell it's like a fourteen engine kind of thing. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I don't think it's a bad thing, but I can like tell. Uh, but I guess the biggest problem where we have with the game, Damiani, is just kind of the frame rate and yeah. the performance of it. Um, so there is fidelity or like graphics mode, which is thirty and four K. I believe it looks. It runs seems to run good from what I messed with it and very stable. We played on performance mode most of the time, uh, which yeah, it's one of these 16. things where it's like you know, like I see you guys Digital Foundry and stuff. Like yeah, I recommend graphics mode because it's more consistent. And like I put the graphics mode on for five minutes or so. I was like, no, I'm going back to performance. Like even if it's fluctuating, it's like it's still usually yeah, higher than the graphics mode. But you're not playing on a 4K thing sure. monitor with like HDR and all that stuff. You're playing on 1080p, yeah. right? So like you're not going to get anything out of that. So it doesn't matter for you. But I'm just saying, if you want it, it's there. But we did. I did performance mode anyways, just because in combat it is much more consistent and higher frame rate. Like some of the big, like all like the big boss fights, everything like ran really good. A lot of the fights ran really good. But when you're going throughout the game, you're walking around, you will notice it in some area or kind of often, like towns. Like you will see it. Yeah. It doesn't like go below 30 from no. what I can tell at all, but it, it definitely like goes into the 40s or something like that. It's it feels just like. that initial, I think it's like the initial dip because like you're you're running near 60 and you approach something and it is like does that like yeah, a you big can, dip. You can notice it. And yeah. it's like, oh, it's running really slow right now, but like it's still above 30 or at least yeah. 30. And then you kind of leave that environment and it like kicks back up and it's like, yeah. oh yeah, it's a little like jarring. And another thing they do, I think that kind of contributes to that, like the back and forth is there are definitely some cutscenes. I don't think they're necessarily pre-rendered, but they only run at 30. Mm-hmm. Um, you, it's the ones where you can't advance text. Like if you hit the X button, you'll advance text. Hmm. But 
but like these are ones where you can't. The only way is the held triangle to skip. Yeah, these are like full like they, more, they seem like crucial yeah. cutscenes. They they they're intended. They don't want. I think they did it because they don't want you to accidentally advance the text. So they made it like as a a file. So you like you, or something. So you can't. You're locked out of like accidentally skipping it. But then like you'll come right out of that into like more of the conversation, and it's like oh wait now it's like sixty all of a sudden mm-hmm. or close to sixty and. What, why did we like that back and forth within the same scene? Yeah, it's a little weird sometimes. Yeah, um, you saw it in the demo, like when you're in the marshes, like you'll be like walking up on the goblins, like and you're in gameplay mode 60, and then all of a sudden, or close 60, and then like they cut to a the shot cuts, and now it's 30, and they're like, wait, what? And mm-hmm. then fight begins back to 60. It's like, yeah, what, what, what's going on here? It's a little weird, just yeah. a little bit. I mean, I still think the game's extremely playable from all fronts, like, but it. You just you just notice it. It's yeah. just there. It yeah, is I think what one it of the is. things like when you're running around the field and stuff, like especially like if you're turning the camera a lot, you just kind of get this sense of yeah. like I can't really see as well. It's almost like you start squinting to like see more clearly. Oh yeah, if you're turning it, it's probably because of the motion. Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah they're I mean, it's part of it. Work but, on that. They said though in an up, in an update, hopefully. But yeah, it's. But it's like if you're running in a straight line, like it feels it feels better than if like you're you're turning yeah, around yes. sideways. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Hopefully they'll keep addressing it and like improve the performance over time. Hopefully, yeah. To to to, to be fair to the team, mm-hmm. the team that like manages like fourteen in a game all about like listening to player feedback, feedback and, yeah, and trying to fix and adjust as much as they can within reason. So I think with enough feedback here, I don't think this first patch is like the end of it. I definitely no. think they yeah. Will oh, yeah. I definitely keep supporting so. this game and see the. The, the 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 feedback from the player base and do what they can when mm-hmm. it's reasonable. Yeah, and I, I I think they will try and work on maybe like smoothing out some of the performance, mm-hmm. maybe further if they can. But at the very least, you know, maybe make some quality of life. That's their their very very good known quality that, of life yeah. adjustments. So hopefully they they continue yeah. that trend. But like it, this game like looks insane and runs super good on a lot of these fights. Where I was just like blown away what the hell was happening on screen. That yes. felt like yo, we are in showpiece territory right now. You're showing yeah. this thing off, and I love that. Oh yeah, I can't imagine this trying to be cross. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's so funny. They said yeah, they were thinking about making yeah, it cross gen like, originally. No, no, yeah, nah. no, no, no. Yeah, nah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, hopefully we can get some more patches to smooth out some things. That'd really help, I think. Uh, Domini, I haven't messed with this at all yet. We don't have to get too much into it, but the Final Fantasy mode. I really like the idea of this. 7 Remake kind of did this where you unlock a hard mode after it. Yeah. It's Final Fantasy mode. You carry over every over carry over carry everything from your previous file. You also have, like, the stage replay and arcade stuff. Yeah, you can like, do that. You get, yeah. like, uh, access to, like, right after. Yeah, right after. Dungeon, if you want to yeah. get scores and stuff with leaderboards. Yeah, they, 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 yeah, they have that. They, they have, like, there's a score. Ver- the, one of them is for getting a high score to compete against other people. Mm-hmm. That's arcade mode. Stage replays, if you, this is a great thing. If you yeah. forgot, missed a treasure chest, there's a trophy that you think this area might be easier to try and get the trophy there. You can go back and do it as many yeah. times as you want. Is that the only way to do the, the bosses of those areas too? Just to, if you have to run that full level again? So uh, I would say the stage replay is the fastest way because you are not level capped. It sends you at your current level. Oh, so okay. if you're like over level, you're just going to roll through everything. If you just want to experience 
experience the fight again. Arcade mode will put you. It's like it's like fourteen eye level sink. You're gonna yeah. be synced to us. You can only go so. Your level can only go so high, and they'll cap you. I think you have specific gear, maybe. Too. Yeah, and they they they, they you you rest, there's some restrictions placed on that because there is a high score yeah, competitive mode. Yeah, board thing. And then there's a there's a final thing which are specific trials. Mm -hmm. And once you complete the first of those, there's a harder version of those that become available. And in in the Final Fantasy mode, there's an even harder version of those, uh, which is ridiculous. Those trials are fun. That is the the I think the. They're called Ultimatium. Yeah. You know, that's how you pronounce it. That sounds right. That is the hardest thing in the game. That is straight up. And that's where you're going to need to bring those. Remember those icon-specific things? Yeah. Because they're icon-specific challenges. You're going to need that shit. Mm -hmm. You are 100% going to need that. Or you have no hope of, Which of is doing cool. those. Well, maybe the best players out there will show that that's not yeah. necessary. But like for most people, you're going to need those benefits to, to get through. Final Fantasy mode just uh, raises the level cap. Mm -hmm. I apologize. I only hit level 49 in my play through uh it's like 120,000 experience to get to the next level and, <laughs> and even with, there's like i have an exp like bonus accessory i'm using right now and even that like i can get only maybe like two three thousand from Damn. like the highest level fight right I, now yeah, i did not hit level so i don't feel it. like grinding out i think 50 might be the cap i want to say it is i would guess 50 is cap but final fantasy mode raises it to 100 okay and the other thing it does is enemies just have more HP, mm -hmm. I believe. Uh, I redid one of the first early kind of fights against the the Shiva dominant fight. It's one of the first fights. Uh, took much longer the that time. Um, and then they certain enemies are replaced. Okay. Uh, in the interview, That's fun. they gave me an example, or someone gave an example somewhere. So there's a. A, the Fafnir fight in that forest. Yeah, he's not there. Mm. It is like a chimera or something is there. Okay. So they place there. Huh. So more advanced enemies are placed earlier. Got it. To, to and that's kind of like the big difference there. Mm -hmm. So that's that's the, that's and then there's more gear. There's way more gear to obtain. Yeah. and cool. collect. So it's just a little bit more. But it's streamlined. I like that. It just uh, oh, you'll see for yourself. Yeah, you'll, you'll see. see for yourself. Yeah, that's that's, cool. that's really nice because I I think like even though I'm not done with this, it's like there's certain points where I'm like I'm you know I feel like I would be down to replay this again mm -hmm. fairly quickly. Sure, you know? yeah. Like it just it just yeah. has that that pull that flow to it. Mm -hmm. uh, Brandon K. Gann wrote in. Hello, everyone. With this being Final Fantasy 16 week, I have a couple general questions. I'm sure you all cover. After playing the demo, I enjoyed it, but there was a couple of things I didn't vibe with. Granted, it is a demo, but I need to ask. With a yes sir slash no answer, without going into any spoilers, okay. does the story deliver overall? I actually didn't like how the demo ended, and I'm hoping there are more. there's more depth to the issue I have with it. I'm hoping there's more what? Depth. A depth or death? Depth. Okay. Oh, the issue there's a lot, of, there's a lot more death, for <laughs> sure. Uh, you get a lot of death in this game. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's hard to answer because I, I don't know your issue with I don't this. know what he's getting at, but I, yeah. I think I might. But at the same time, it's like, it's not the if, if it's what I think, it's like it's not the focus. It's absolutely not the focus. So, um, but... Uh, uh, story delivers yes, yeah. I would say. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Character. I think the character stories can be the most interesting. Um, I think the stories tied to the different regions of the the the, the twins. It's called the world Valestia. Um, mm -hmm. Is can be very interesting and good. 
Um, I definitely know there. There's some stuff in the Keep story that simple, dude. Yeah, no, I'm not spoiling. Okay. But there's some stuff that's probably gonna, you know, rub people the wrong way. Mm. There is some problematic stuff in the game. You know, it's just there, and you know, it's up to you. To, you know, judge it and stuff. But at the same time, there's a lot of really good stuff in here too. Mm. Uh, does the combat get even more complex? I found myself oh, just yes. a touch overwhelmed about all the different icon options with their unique mechanics, and often I found myself forgetting about an ability or two, or not getting the timing of my combos right. I know there are timeless ex- or timely accessories, but they felt restraining when I tried them out. And if there is even more to it, I'm worried I'm going to struggle when it comes to fighting. Thanks for taking this submission. If you do, I'm super excited to hear your thoughts. The full game, both on this episode and the review proper, stay easy, fellow allies. So, in terms of being f- overwhelmed, the game does not. So, I'm assuming you're talking about the second demo thing that you unlock after you beat the main oh, demo, okay. where you have three abilities with you. Uh, you don't get three like right away. The game eases you yeah, into all yeah, of these, and you get while. a good amount of yeah. time with all of them before other yeah. ones are introduced. So. Whenever yeah, I'd say I got the like, new one. You're like almost on the border of getting bored with like the things that you have before the next thing yeah, gets introduced. You'll feel pretty confident yeah. with your tools when you get a new one. Mm-hmm. You'll have plenty of time, so fear not. Yeah. And yeah, they, they they're smart in what they give you at first too. I think everyone gets like a a single target and like an like kind of like an AoE type mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Mostly. Uh, like I think each icon only starts with like three things you can even equip. Yeah. The other ones you have to unlock. You have to so unlock you, the fourth one. Yeah. So they give you what you want to focus on. And my yeah, obviously, as you said, they do a good job. My advice would be once you get a new icon suite, stick with that. Don't keep toggling like in real time. Don't worry about toggling back and forth. Stick with that suite. Get used to it, mm. what it's doing and understanding it. And then go from there. Yeah. Um, don't try and like play the game as you think it needs to be played. Like just play it at your own pace. I also really focused in on the the main set of like the the universal set of like melee yes. attacks and stuff first. Yep, I did. Too. Rather than worrying, you know, about upgrading the the icon stuff, uh, because really, like those are your basic mechanics that you really want to get down. And that, I think the training area helps there a ton and like we're saying like it ramps up a lot better than just like jumping into that <laughs> second half of what was in the demo it sounds like mm-hmm. uh, yeah but that's 69 I guess unless you guys have any more thoughts really good game I'm really curious to see what people think when they get their hands on yeah it. I was I w- like I was pretty sure that the demo was going to do what it did yeah you know it's like once people actually played that demo they, they were understood like, yeah yeah I think when yeah. people get actually start playing they'll understand a lot more but yeah, I think it's one of the best Final Fantasies in a long time. So, single player. And I think you agree too, Damiani. We're yeah. Like, yeah, Final Fantasy feels like it's in good hands right now. So yeah, good job Square Enix on this one. Okay, next game, Bloodworth. Let's talk about Diablo 4. Yeah. Kinda, I did not expect you to play Diablo. Blood and Diablo. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because like I the only other one I played was 3. And, like, and I only played it like for a little bit when it first came out so like all the things that happened you know like they improved and stuff right like I don't even know like how much time I put into it like I could have potentially put more time into four now than I've actually put into three mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah so you know uh, got it got into it this weekend um, and uh, it's a real like I don't know it's kind of like a lizard brain kind of game 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just like I don't feel like I'm amazed at any point of anything that I'm doing. Uh, but then it's like while I'm playing it, like I don't want to stop playing it. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like I had like Final Fantasy queued up next. You know, but it's like I wanted to put a good amount of time in Diablo. But then I just like. Oh, Keep playing. Keep go. There's a quest over here, and like a go over mm-hmm. there, and then like there's another quest, and go over to do this, and upgrade this, or upgrade that, and so, yeah. So it's like in just like, like a little over a day, I got up to like level 19 or whatever. Nice. What class did you pick? Uh, I picked sorcerer. Cool. Uh, yeah, I got a guy named Seamus. <laughs> uh, doing a lot of chain lightning. Uh, and uh, got that like when everyone gets in close, just like freeze them and smash them. Sick. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, yeah, it's a game where you just like you just you just go around wrecking stuff. Yeah, lots but, of combat. Because I think that's like the like the you know like you know one of the bigger bigger differences between the two in terms of combat styles is like like your dodge is like on a cooldown. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like you don't dodge a lot. You just like no, you just wreck things. It's like more of a escape tool. Almost <laughs> that you do. Yeah, you usually just annihilate everything. <laughs> usually, later on, of course, in other difficulties, you will get annihilated if you're not careful. Yeah, but it's just interesting to like think about that and like in terms of like how, like your your defensiveness is is not even really that much of a thing. It's, it's, no, it's all offense pretty yeah. much mostly. Yeah, and then just playing with the different skills. It is there are a, like I guess I've like just got to play around with like trying skills and then respecking and trying other skills because mm-hmm. there's just so many skills so quickly that I'm like right away I was like all right you know what I'm just gonna like beef up this thing that I like rather mm-hmm. than worrying about like acquiring a hundred different skills because there's sure. so many that they give you options for. Yeah, just play how you want to play, um, I guess. And I also thought it was really interesting how in the beginning they really like lock you down. Um, so like like that bar uh, is pretty much locked off like most of your skills until you're like level seven or something like that, mm-hmm. maybe level eight. Um, so I thought that was a they really good way. They definitely try to ease like, you, in more you in in this game. Yeah. yeah, what do you think of the world, Blood? How do you like it? Um, yeah, I, I mean, and I guess the the presentation of it and everything, the story. Yeah, no, it looks it looks really good. Um, like you don't you don't tend to get, like get that much detail in in this kind of isometric top down mm-hmm. games, uh, and so just like even like wandering around through the snow at the beginning, there's a lot of a lot of detail there, and and you know, and then the the bodies kind of stick around for a good while. Um, it is like it's interesting getting used to other people being out there questing and stuff at the same time as you are, even mm-hmm. though like you're on a pretty defined story path. Yeah, I haven't yes. played with anybody. Yeah, there's like events out in the world you can like team up with people to do like world bosses, I guess, like that. But the story is very much focused like on you. Yeah, it's just kind of a bonus, I guess, that they're out there. But um, uh, so. All the dungeons, have you gotten like done in the optionals dungeons and stuff like that? Like, yeah. There's just so much stuff to do in this game. Yeah. There's yeah, so the thing much. Is, like, you know, I got to, you know, kind of like the, the bigger town, the first bigger town, and then pretty much like right away I saw that there was like, you know, something for my character like way back, like right back at the beginning. It's like, okay, <laughs> like I'll go back there. And then there's like some other quest guy. That was kind of in that area yeah. as well. Lots of quests, lots of optional like dungeons. There's like your whole reputation system. They unlock stuff with, and man, there's a lot of depth to. I, well, I don't. I can't like 
compared to PoE because I never got super far into PoE, but it was a very cool game. But there's so many like different types of like built. So I played the Necromancer Blood. But there's like you can make a bunch of different types of necromancers. What you want to focus on? Like right now, I got like. I'm focusing on like sick minions and stuff like that. A bunch of skeletons have a, a like a big golem now, dude. It's really sick. But um, I just like the amount of freedom I feel like to have to play my kind of way, however I want to. Maybe it's not the best way. I'm sure it's not. I'm sure there's oh, sure, crazy yeah. builds out there already. But I'm just like having a good time with my build, and I just love being able to like <laughs> blood. The coolest ability I have is called corpse explosion. <laughs> when I kill stuff, they leave a body behind, and I make them explode, and it does big AOE damage. So. I'm just sitting back there blowing up bodies the whole time, and it's just so damn satisfying. <laughs> Sick. Um, yeah. Well, they, uh, then like they've got like those little tiny cellars that pop up, which yep. usually don't have a whole lot going on. Yeah, those are usually pretty sh- uh, small. Yeah. Um, then um, yeah, I'm trying to think about what else. Oh yeah, there's this. There's, I've done a couple now where it's like. There's some some guy with like a possessed axe, and so like you go and like fight this big dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I did that and one. Purge the axe. Yeah, that is yeah. cool. Um, and then yeah, and then just like just the constant like gear allocation, like tons like, of gear, managing those yeah. numbers like oh, yeah. constantly. Oh yeah, that's such a big part of the game. And they keep like unraveling little layers of that uh-huh. as you as you level up too and so i've like got a couple of things that have sockets i've gotten at least one legendary and a yeah, bunch of yellows has like special properties on all that kind of stuff it's really cool to like it is if you want to like grind for like loot for specific things to help your character it's really yeah, sick it is nice that it seems to be like i don't know maybe a it's gotta be. It feels like it's like paying attention to what you're using mm-hmm. because then like I get this legendary. And it's like, oh, this boosts the the ability the you're using the most. <laughs> like, mm. It's like, okay, cool. I've definitely gotten legendaries where it's like nothing I'm using. Right. Yeah, and I've come across like weapons that yeah. are like for other classes and stuff too. Yeah. Uh, it's so hard to like for me to judge this game because a lot of this game is just about end game and like what all that's like all of, like the post-game stuff that people do, that's like where the real Diablo begins kind of thing. And I right. I would like to get to it, but I I haven't as played as much because I was playing 16, but I'm really enjoying myself with this game. I haven't had the itch as much as I thought right now to like grind through it, but I wonder if that's just because of the breaks I've been taking and it's maybe a little oh, unfair sure. to the game. But I think the game is really good and I really like it and I think it's a good step. It's like a It feels like a win right now for Blizzard. I don't know how things will evolve as it goes on. But I'm like, yeah, Diablo 4 seems pretty good so far. It seems accessible enough for people who don't play any ARPG to hop into. Mm. Like when I played PoE, it felt way more intimidating when I first hopped into, especially when I looked at that skill tree. Good Lord, I don't know if you've ever seen that PoE skill tree, but holy jeez. And I know there's the whole Paragon board, but I haven't really looked at all that in Diablo, but it feels like a nice entry level. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, and then... Yeah, and like I said, like the little little layers. Like I got, uh, what I think was was cool is like I got a gear that just like gave me an ability without having to spend a skill points. So it's like oh, yeah, try before cool. you buy kind that of thing. Sick, it's like yeah. oh, here's some teleport boots. I'm like, teleport boots, okay. <laughs> yeah, you just get that ability. That's really fun. Uh, and then uh, the uh, the enchantment slot is interesting too. Towards like you take one of your abilities, you put it in this slot, and then it, like it does something kind of different than it. Mm-hmm. Usually does. Yeah, it's randomized, right? I yeah, think. Well, there, it, it very much depends on the ability, what it does. Um, but, like, for instance, like, I have these, like, flame hydras that I can summon. Mm-hmm. And, like, my normal flame hydra is, like, three heads and then 
you know, you can upgrade it to have four heads or whatever. But like, if you put it in the enchantment slot, then it's like after spending like 300 mana or whatever, then like mm. you'll get like a bonus five headed hydra that pops up. Got it. Alongside. Yeah. It. There's like a lot of like, r- like I think gambling kind of things, like rolling things on gear later on and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I haven't been to. Or any like you of that. might have like uh, what's like the ice abilities or whatever. You're like you're just fighting and like every once in a while like you know the ice ball Procs, will pop yeah. on its own. Yeah, and there's like the whole, I don't know what it's called for you, but there's like a whole like secondary kind of uh, talent thing where you have like, for me it's called Book of the Dead, I believe, where it's mm. like my skeletons, I can pick like two or three things for them to choose from, and I just pick like, hey, do I want them to be, have a shield now or something like that where they can take a hit or they'll do more damage. There's All the classes kind of have something like that, which I really like. Uh, big shout out to this game also is it's crossplay. You can play with anybody on yeah. any platform, and co-op is super sick. You can just doesn't matter if they're higher level than you or whatever. It just scales all to you. So you but can on play the with downside anyone. of that, it's like if you're just playing single player, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you're disconnected. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, uh, like well, just oh, because it's always online. You yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. That is an annoying thing. I guess it's to stop people from cheating. Yeah, it only happened to me once, but it was like yeah. it was weird because like disconnected, and then it's like, yeah. oh, your account is locked. I'm like, yeah. what? And then it was, let me back Yeah, in. it was cool because I played with a friend who was higher level than me, like quite a bit higher level than me. We could just play together and he could just do all the quests with me that he, uh, I had done always yet, nice. which is always sick. That's just always yeah. great. Yeah. Really easy hop in, hop out, especially after Redfall, where I just think yeah. about. <laughs> well, because too, it's like you'll have that friend that's just like, that's their life, yeah. right? And it's like, oh, yeah. okay, you're at level 68 game. now. Sorry, I only got like two levels since we last played. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, Diablo 4 is six so far. Domain, I know you don't have any that much interest in it, right? Uh, I mean, I, I tried I dove into Diablo 3 a little bit. It's just... Not for I you. get, like... Yeah, I, I mean, I understand why people enjoy ARPGs. Like, there are a few I, like, I've dabbled in, but, like, I, I mean, as you said, it's, like, you play for a little bit and move on, or, you know, you kind of kind of dedicate a lot of time, and, like, I feel you like... You already got 14. 14's it. Like, I don't have time for another one of these types of games, yeah. so... Uh, especially when like you can reach an end, but like there's so much more that like you really need to get the full experience. So you're not when you hit a credits or something mm-hmm. like that's not the end. You really like maybe the game's actually just beginning. Mm-hmm. So it's like I try and avoid those because it's like I don't have. Yeah, time I totally for that. get that. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, it's sounding. Yeah, I was playing be it. Satisfied once I get to the end of yeah. the story, and that'd be, that'd be fine. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds like a lot of people are having a really great time with it, mm-hmm. and that this is doing way better. You know, they they learned the lessons from three. Yeah, and they're you know off to a good start with four. Yeah, yeah. And then like continue. when you, some of those side quests are like kind of whatever, but mm-hmm. you get sure. some of these that it's like it's, it definitely reminds me of like Witcher three, where it's like, man, this world is really screwed. Up. Yeah, there's definitely <laughs> some screwed up quests out there, blood for sure. Uh, Zach Wojnar wrote in. I've never been a Diablo guy, but I do really like the Marvel Ultimate Alliance series. Mm-hmm. Okay. As someone who generally isn't interested in in-game grinds, would you still recommend Diablo Four to someone like little baby Zacky? I mean, like, like I said, like I don't. I, I got into it. You know, yeah. I just played it for a day so far. But yeah, uh, it's hard for me to say that because I haven't hit in-game, so I don't know what that's gonna really be like when you're there. But I think the game is pretty long as it is. Mm-hmm. I feel like you'll get a pretty nice experience. Just even getting to the end of the game, especially if you're into the Marvel Ultimate Alliance series, because like, what was the last one of those? Switch, right? Yeah, yeah, the they Black came out with Order one on Switch, or whatever yeah. it's called. Yeah, mm. Ultimate Alliance yeah. Three, Black Order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah X Men Legends before that too. But uh, yeah, Zach, give it a shot, especially if you got friends to play with. Super easy to hop in and play with anyone on any platform. All right, 
it is time for Sort It Out! If you don't know what Sort It Out is, just say, man, we're, we're, you know, there's something in the game industry that we want sorted out. Game, company, just something that's bothering us. Oh, God, I had one this morning. Dominic, you're nodding. What was it? Oh, man. Let's hear it. So I, I, I got one. Just okay. Just come up. So, oh, you hear me talk a little bit negative about 14 for a second? Yes. You, you want to hear some Yeah, negativity? this is rare. All right. So there has been an issue with Final Fantasy 14 if you are a PC player and a controller player. Oh. This has been happening you. for about a year now, at least. A year. Where controller players will la- randomly have their controller freeze for about two, a hard two-second count, about once every hour, That's every bad, hour and a half. Uh, that because, can get killed easily. Because of the way Windows 10 and Windows 11 are doing driver checks. And, uh, oh, Tom's no. Hardware Forum had like the best explanation about why this is happening. It's specific to 14's execu- executable, how it handles the access to the controller. Um, so, as you said, uh, for someone who raids, for plays PvP, like that two seconds can be very bad when it's a mechanic that you fail because you couldn't move and you wipe the whole party. And mm-hmm. like, maybe you're near clear. That's going to be very aggravating. Yeah, or, you play a healer, Dom, yeah. you can't go down. So, it's, so the only known way to fix this is to use... Oh god, party the forbidden word, the forbidden word, third party tool. You have to use 14 launcher and a thing uh, has an add-on thing called Dalamood and it has an installer for plugins and one of the ones there is called Controller Fix. Literally says prevents your controller from freezing during normal play. So the only way to play so can p- console players with key, mouse and keyboard or controller or mouse and keyboard players on PC do not have this problem. So if you just want to play the game on fair ground, like, you know, equal footing with everyone else who gets to enjoy the game, you must violate the rules to do that. Yeah, Otherwise, you really risk that. Yeah. Um, Especially because third-party tools are not allowed in 14. Yes, <laughs> yes. And this is something that if, like, you know, if people want to be really big jerks about it, could, like, spam report you for something like this if they yeah. really catch you doing it on stream. So this is... Basically, my ask is, Yoshi P and the 14 development team, please please look at this and fix this so I can play the game within the rules again, because that's how I like to play the game, and not have to dabble into this gray area. Mm -hmm. Please just fix this. This should be like a huge priority. Yeah, please fix this. Please fix Mm -hmm. this. Yo, what's going on with that Xbox version of that game? I they they've said they like were after Endwalker they said like oh we're gonna de- like the answer was we're gonna dedicate resources to work on it eventually. I I, like, <laughs> I don't think it's ever happening. I think they're just <laughs> saying that at this point. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean they probably have one that could run, but like I don't know. There's the no inter- reason they couldn't. Yeah, I don't know. It, for, originally it was like oh we can't work out a, d- a deal with Microsoft about like a Xbox Gold like during the 360 era. It's mm. like oh double sub you need to sub to Gold and then pay our sub like it's too much of a barrier. Do you know what that's like on PlayStation? Do you need double sub? No, that, okay. I, I believe you just it's it's a uh, just it, it's like Switch where it's classified as like a. F- it, it's it, Sony has a deal with them where okay. you just have to pay the sub. You do not right. need PlayStation Plus or whatever okay, to access cool. it. Yeah, that would be annoying. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure Phil Spencer or someone's gone right and said, yeah, we'll waive that. Like, it, that's not the barrier anymore. It's something uh, else. Yeah, well, I just don't think Square and Xbox have that good relationship right now. Seems like it. Maybe. I mean, also the thing is they're very adamant about, like, they don't want a closed ecosystem for one player base. Every, it needs to be cross-play for everyone. So, like, it yeah, needs to it work needs with to. everyone, and maybe that's... But they've always done that, too. Well, remember a few years ago, there's a whole thing about, like, Sony not wanting cross-play with their games yeah. and, and with Microsoft or whatever. So maybe there's still some I hint of Fortnite that. Fortnite 
yeah. plays with everyone. But, Diablo plays with yeah, everyone. Yeah, but it feels like they've moved on from that. So yeah. I don't know the answer. Hey, next later this year, next year, and we'll that media him. tour run, rolls around again, I'll bring up update uh, every year. Every, update. What's every going two on? years, I'll ask that question <laughs> again. And half the like player basically, like, why'd you waste a question on that again? And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Blood, did you have one? Uh, yeah, yeah, just this whatever's going on with Atlas with these freaking platform announcements. Oh, like announcing them what, later? Yeah, the like I understand that like in the Xbox conference, not, they don't want you to say all the other platforms, but then like when you put your press release out, just tell people all the other platforms it's on. Don't be like, oh, well, for these games, we're going to tell you these platforms, you know, a couple days later, this game, well, we have a special event, we'll tell you more about the game, and it's also on these platforms, guess what? Yeah. And yeah, then, oh, but then there's like a couple that people aren't sure about, but now people are saying it's like, yeah, it actually is on, like, Persona 3 is on Switch, they haven't, they just haven't announced that yet, and it's like, but you already had the announcement for the other platforms for that same game. Uh, what are you doing? There's yeah, a new thing. Understand. Timed windowed exclusives for when you can talk about it, yeah. the platform it's on now. We've evolved. It's, a, it's, like, <laughs> yeah. it's just like a couple of days yeah, different. It's like two it days. Make any sense. It's big business. Marketing dollars. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> understand it. It is annoying though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sucks. Okay. Undead Hero Rodin. Sort it out. First of all, I'm very happy to become a supporter of, uh, of the Easy Allies this month. Honestly, it's even me- more rewarding than I expected, as I now truly feel part of it all. Anyway, this is my sort out. There's obviously a shift towards digital media the past few years, and I get for pure convenience. And I get it for pure convenience, but I really feel like if we're going to go digital, there really ought to be more of a savings for us. When you oh, consider sure. the distribution costs, e.g. the discs and box, shipping margin for the physical retailer, etc., should we not expect a better discount on the digital media? This doesn't even factor in my main point, that by going digital, we're denying ourselves the option to sell or trade in our physical copy to reduce the overall cost. Now, if there was an option to trade my digital copy slash license of a game I was done with, or license of a game that I was done with, against another digital title for even 15% of the original price I paid, I'd be much more on board with the shift to digital. What do the allies think of digital trade and option? And is our laziness being taken advantage of? Love and respect, Undead Hero. I want to say, like the Vita, I think some digital versions of the games are cheaper. I think this was something that did happen at a point. But I'm not 100%, but this feels like I'm remembering this correctly. And I could yeah, look it I don't up. Know about, but yeah, I can't remember games, but I obviously said like movies, music. Oh you know, yeah, been like have had that. Um, like especially music, because you could buy like tracks piecemeal. You don't even buy a whole album. You could buy like an individual track, and then like movies. Yeah, the digital version. You know, it's usually cheaper. Though nowadays, like with those weird like buy it while it's in the theaters, it costs like, way more than anything. It's like $30 for like, yeah, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> for this digital version? No no, no special features, just 30 all right, uh, sure, okay. I get it. Um, but yeah, uh, the it would be great if they had an option to let you uh, transfer the license and uh, the it would be set up as like a transaction where the money's just going through like Sony, Microsoft, whoever, and you get like a refund of some like fifteen percent, mm-hmm. like so you pay seventy dollars, maybe you get like I don't know ten fifteen dollars back towards your like, credit towards your account, and it would be easier. I think it might be easier than they just be credit, maybe not like 
it wouldn't like be like a two, PSN credit like, or yeah, Xbox Yeah, I could see Live. them like be more yeah. inclined to do something like that where you get money into the ecosystem so you still got to spend it on PlayStation. They don't mm-hmm. want you to get money and then go spend it like elsewhere. They want it there. I even settle for that as a starting point. So sure. I get something back from from my used games. And so I would love to do that, but I think it's kind of like a they're worried probably about a logistical nightmare of like how, what exploits are our community sure, sure. Uh, players going to find out. And two, it's a little bit of a control. I don't think any company has ever been happy that you could resell their products after you no. bought it. All these companies went to kind of like legal a, war with people. Remember they were doing yeah. online passes to like combat that kind remember of stuff. Remember that? Yeah. And before that, people used to like there was a whole big like Supreme Court case with like Blockbuster when right. they were renting movies. So like established that precedent. Mm-hmm. So well, and, 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 and games as well. Yeah. So that was the interesting thing that the split because it's like game rentals are common here after that court case but in Japan yep. if you look at the back of any game box they would say it's like cannot rent hmm. like it was illegal to rent games in Japan interesting yeah so so yeah companies if they had it their way this would not, you would not be able to like resell yeah. your game or rent your game they want you one buy a full price or whatever price they get the you know it works out that way and then you just got to hold on to it because they don't want that's why a lot of these companies don't like advertising sales tour they want you to like wait for games to go on sales there are people who don't participate in steam sales whatsoever because that's exactly why they say we never want someone to have to think they can wait even a year and get her game cheap like you should pay what we want you to pay so mm-hmm. i mean that's their prerogative yeah. but obviously oh i will personally swing on the side of consumer rights it's like consumers should have choices and flexibility here yeah yeah i would love if um the games or whatever were cheaper because you are they're not they're saving money on all that stuff but they're charging the same price yeah but yeah that's I mean, not part gonna of happen that, part of that went to you know when they started that they didn't want to rub the retailers the wrong way right yeah the, you know like they're competing with you know they're competing with their suppliers or whatever but it's well, now it's getting into this weird point where it's like well digital is yeah. rivaling yeah. retail anyways and I think what we're we're gonna see is rather than uh, digital getting cheaper because now it's you know expected mm-hmm. those are the prices expected we'll see that um, physical just goes more into the premium side of things the collector's yeah. edition side of things and limited run and that kind of thing it's like it's like yeah the, you know the physical it's like it's gonna cost more. Uh, mm-hmm. than the digital because we're including all these other little mm-hmm. art books yeah. and stickers Harder and soundtracks and things. To. Yeah, yeah. I would, if I'm a betting person, I think Nintendo's going to be the first of the big three to do it. I think they've already been experimenting. I think Metroid Prime Remaster was the, one of the first ones. Digital first, physical came later. Mm. I mean, they obviously, they don't want to do that staggered because they don't want to upset retailers. There's a whole reason why like, when a game leaks... People are like, well, just unlock it digitally for everyone. Like, mm-hmm. like, like people play it digitally, and then tell like retailers would riot because wait a second, everyone's gonna cancel their pre-orders and go buy it digitally now. So, but as that percentage gets higher and higher, it's like how much you know sway do they really have anymore when they're only accounting mm-hmm. for like this lower and lower percentage? It's like eventually they might just say, mm, fine, then do what you want to do. We, we're just gonna prioritize digital and yeah. go like Blood, Blood said. Like we'll get a specialist to do a limited physical edition. We don't need you. <laughs> and even like some hardware, uh, like the PSVR two. I think you could only buy through PlayStation Store for a little bit. Yeah, so for a few like, months. Yeah, might get further closer to that as we go on. 
Yeah. Who knows? It'll, it'll either be Sony or, or Steam Deck Nintendo as well. It first. It's like yeah. you buy it through Steam. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. All right, this is from Son of Sparta. Sort it out. Which of the following does a better job at making it clear which title is a mainline entry, which one is a spinoff, and at which order you should play the mainline games? Option A, Yakuza Like a Dragon, Like a Dragon Ishin, Like a Dragon Gaiden, The Man Who Raised His Name, Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth. Option <laughs> B, Yakuza 3, Yakuza 4, Yakuza 5, Yakuza Dead Souls. I mean, obviously, option B is far easier to understand. Yeah. But the whole thing with this Yakuza thing is, it was never Yakuza in Japan. It was never called that. Right. It was called Like a Dragon in Japan, and they called it Yakuza over here. But now we're going to do Like a Dragon, so it makes more sense with Japan, but it's confusing for everyone here. That's the, that, to me, that's the thing. It's like going from Final Fantasy 1 and 2 to 7. Sort of. What happened to the other games? It's more like if all of us, I mean, I don't think it would be as big of a deal because the names are no, so short. No, it wouldn't. Resident Evil and Biohazard. Yeah. We don't call it Biohazard over here. Mm-hmm. They've never tried to bring them in line and be like, all right, though, like, it's a different time. People are more understanding. Let's just call, like, let's reduce. I think the reason with Biohazard is because there's a band called Biohazard. Yes. That's probably why, but I think also. Resident Evil is like it's very strong. You don't yeah. you don't need to change it, and that's no. the point I'm making. For the West, Yakuza is just recognizable. I think you didn't need to change it. No, I don't think you need that to change it. But I think it may be something where it's like it maybe feels limiting on the story because like they want to follow these characters, sure. but they don't want to keep like necessarily like getting deep into Yakuza stuff every time. Yeah, I understand that. Then I get to say like uh, I don't know, do like uh, like a yakuza story, like or, or, or something like that brands it still as the yakuza like umbrella, mm. but like that, like I still think. What are you gonna do? Like a dragon, there. yakuza, infinite wealth. Well, no, we don't want them to get too lengthy. Is the problem? Like I guess uh, 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 I would rather not have that. That gets a little insane with those crazy titles. But I think the average person just like doesn't. Fully like have the connotation of Yakuza. That is here, and it's a brand. Mm-hmm. It's not like I understand. Like, okay, this has certain connotations with it, so it might feel limiting to the creators because this is what it means. But to everyone else, they're like, oh, I just know I'm gonna get this type of game. Mm-hmm. And if you want to tell different stories with different characters, but it has nothing to do with Yakuza, it's like that's fine. You just want people to buy the game and get into it. So I don't know. That statement RGG put out was more confusing. To, like I tried reading it multiple times. Like this just seems. Like, it's going to confuse more people than right. get them on board with what you're mm. doing. So, well, I don't know. But it also felt like the the numbers um, are what's, like, really throwing people off. Yes, too. Like I think so, too. That they they just they wanted to get rid of the numbers. They're like, I don't want to have to catch up. Yeah. Then just, I don't think they need to keep the numbers then. But, like, I would personally think to the average person who's heard of Yakuza, Calling it like Yakuza, like infinite wealth, would have been better than calling it anything else. Mm. I think, and it's like, well, that like technically doesn't make sense. Like, is, are people going to buy it and are they going to enjoy it? Then that's the better answer. Mm. The same thing with the. Uh, I understand from a creative perspective, it was like it was with Knives Out uh, when they call that Knives Out tale, like Glass mm-hmm. Onion. Uh, who who directs those? Or uh, Ryan. 
Oh my gosh! I can't remember. remember. Yeah, but you Um, you know who you're talking about. They got upset with Netflix that they they fought to have it just be called Glass Onion. Mm -hmm. Like, no, we did our research. The average person like wants to like will watch it it when it's called uh, a Knives Out story or whatever Knives Out Mm -hmm. tale. And it's like Ryan Johnson. Thank you, Ryan Johnson. Thank you. So so bad. Um, But I see both sides, and ultimately, you need something needs to sell. And do well for studios to keep backing and making more. And for mm-hmm. Yakuza, they have such strong momentum that I think if you start getting confusing with the titles for the average person, I think that's more overwhelming than like higher, like, you know, for them, they I understand the creators don't like the higher numbers. But to people on the outside looking in, that's easier for them to like understand. And Yakuza, the name, is the most important mm-hmm. thing. They already screwed it up because Yakuza. What was it called here? Like a dragon? Yeah. Seven? It was called seven in Japan. So they already just got rid of the number here for some reason. Well, yeah, because they wanted people to hop in because there's a new protagonist and stuff like that. And Infinite Wealth is eight in Japan. So it's like, it's just all over the place, I feel like. Yeah, so you're thinking it's like, it's at this point because, the, well, we didn't have a seven, so we can't have an eight. Yeah. Um, it's just all over the place. And yeah, that, that's more like the Final Fantasy. Yeah, and then... There, yeah. You know, and then the whole thing about, yeah, I think the, the thing that's difficult is when they're talking about what's a main line and what's a side story. And it's like, I don't I don't know if that series is in a place where it has a, a main line. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I think they've just branched off into, like, three very different directions. Mm. And so it's just like, what what's the main line? I don't know. Like... Ishin is a completely different splinter. Yeah, yeah, that's its own. Judgment is a completely different yeah, splinter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and then you've got Man Who Erased His Name and Infinite Wealth that are like, I don't know what the timeline I, is. I'm going to assume Infinite Wealth is before. Yeah. Infinite Wealth. Sorry, the Man Who Erased His Name is separate, before. right? Uh, which one's Gaiden? I don't know. Is it that's the Man Who Erased His Name? Right to the point where it's yeah, like this is. But Gaiden is like specifically side story, but nobody yeah. in America knows that. But. I think they could also maybe benefit. Like, I know they're big on continuity. Maybe it comes to a point where maybe you need to like have like a future games maybe don't have connections. Like starting like a new storyline. Well, like a dragon was kind of like that. Like a dragon okay. was more of a f- yeah. A, like there was like some connections. Like if you've played the other games, you would understand some things. You would recognize some things, but you didn't need knowledge. This, to hop yeah, into it's that. how the series have higher net. Like Final Fantasy, you don't need to play the previous right. ones to enjoy them, and they have no problem with their naming. Yeah. But that's been established for so long, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like every every number in a Final Fantasy series is a reset, and yeah. it's like you're just like everything that's associated with that number is in the same universe. You move on to a new I, number; it's all new. I think Ishin slash Yakuza could benefit from maybe like sticking to like most doing trilogies, like a mm. trilogy of stories, and then have a clean break mm. and do something. Sure, like if they because like, I I don't know maybe they maybe they can figure out a way they can keep doing a continuous storyline and not having it get out of hand. I don't know. That seems to just like get at certain points it's getting overwhelming no matter what the naming convention sure. is. It's not gonna matter. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when you pump out that many games, it's gonna happen. Oh, sorry, I didn't read the second part of their thing. No. I just saw because it it's on the other page. Uh, after I read all those names. Sorted out Sega and RGG. Just as the Yakuza series was finally building up some momentum in the West, not only 
did they decide to completely abandon the Yakuza branding, but they've also managed to come up with something that even confuses longtime fans. <laughs> there you go. It took a whole day and a press release from Sega Japan <laughs> for people to know for sure that Infinite Wealth was in fact Yakuza 8 and not a new spinoff entry. Even Famitsu was confused about this. <laughs> and to be clear, I'm not saying uh, I'm not saying not using numbers and going for a subtitle is instead is a bad idea on principle. Assassin's Creed has been doing that for some years now, but the difference is that Assassin's Creed isn't a niche a niche series that is releasing three similar looking console games in terms of production values and visuals in the span of 12 months. Sort it out. Well, Assassin's Creed got kind of close to that at a port. They were pumping out games all the time. Mm-hmm. We had two come out like, yeah. on the same day, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rogue and Unity. But, uh, yeah, it is, it's confusing. It, it, I don't know. It's, it's Sega. I don't know. <laughs> They're out of their minds. Uh, this is from Part-Time Zayler. Sort out Nintendo and bring back a classic Star Fox game. <laughs> Please. Mm. That is all. Okay. <laughs> sure. Yes. All right. Okay, this is from J Lunar S. Hey, allies. I feel like I have so many sorted outs, sorted out thoughts swimming in my head, and you want me to be brief? Uh, sort it out, Capcom. Mega Man is a very is a vast playground of experiment, or is a vast a vast playground to experiment with. Uh, yeah, we got a weird once mobile game coming to Steam or PC now. A gotcha game, I think. So they're definitely experimenting with Mega Man. Yeah. Right off the bat. Not the ways I want, though. Oh, they have a bunch. Hold on. Experiment with. Reboot the franchise and include the original games as unlocks. And that story, it's a mess. Get together and just give us zero murdering the classic cast already. Sorted out Nintendo. A sci-fi adventure with Metroid, Star Fox, and F-Zero is just waiting to be made. <laughs> GTA mixed with Carmen San Diego. Gameplay elements from every franchise. Giving Captain Falcon a canonically Falcon punch? Sorted out Namco. Namco? Sp- oh, this is for Splatterhouse is objectively the best IP you have, all right? That's enough. Love and respect, everyone. Splatterhouse. Splatterhouse is From Namco? Okay. What is Namco's best IP? Uh, Pac-Man? Yeah, I guess so. Probably Tekken? the most... Tekken? Yeah. Yeah. Pac-Man or Tekken? It's Tekken, probably? Pac-Man, yeah. So we're pretty high up there. I mean, Ace Combat's big, but like not bigger than those. Right. I don't think any of their RPG. I mean, if it's technical answer, it's Dragon Ball. The license they have is like the <laughs> biggest thing they have. But uh, and then probably Naruto, but and One Piece. And they have One Piece license too. Yeah. So, but yeah. barring licenses, I think it's Tekken and yeah. probably Pac Man. Yeah. Pretty big. All right. Time for keep it up. The exact opposite of sorted out. Something we're pleased with. Do you dudes got anything you're pleased with? Ooh, I mean, keep it up. Uh, yep, summer game fest for its format. Like, hopefully they can maintain it. We already talked about this, but like, hopefully they have a good solution for next year that you know nails kind of like the same vibes and style because much more preferable to than what E3 had become mm-hmm. for yeah. uh, from our perspective in terms of coverage. Yeah, yeah, for hands-on coverage. Hold on, I have a retrospect sorted out. Got to dial it back. Oh, a retrospect. Just so I'm bringing it back. Oh, okay. Uh, by the time we're recording this, yo, 
the Nintendo Direct, super sick, very pumped. 7 a.m. is not necessary oh, okay. for us. <laughs> 7 a.m. is insanity. Like, what is wrong with you? The problem is have to predict what was in it. They sorted out for not including some sort like, of the hell, You know what? I'll sort it out. I'm going to look in the future, Dom. Man. No Twilight Princess, no Wind Waker again. No Switch collection. That's what I thought he was going to do. I literally uh, thought he was going to be like, uh, really, oh, okay. Look in the future. But stop with the 7 a.m. nonsense. We're going to see that Horsehead game. It's also weird because isn't it 7 a.m. for us? It's what time is 16 Japan? hours ahead. Is that 1 a.m. the next day for Japan? Because uh, they're 16 know. hours ahead. Blood, so what's happening? 7 with that? Why are they doing so this? So 12 hours ahead, 7 p.m. plus 4 is, sorry, 11 p.m. It's 11 p.m. 11 p.m. their times. So that's pretty late. So, like, this is very East Coast, like, European friendly time. I feel like this. this, this they do story. this all the time, though. Well, they do. It, well, the big one's always been around, like, 1 p.m. Yeah, the Pacific. big one they'll, they'll do in the afternoon. But, I mean, this seems like it's a big one. So it is. Know. It's yeah. just like I wonder what's going on there. Maybe the last one was one p.m. So now they're making it. They're they're gonna alternate. <laughs> Maybe they're trying to be like nice to the world. Yeah, I don't know. It's okay. I hate it though. Stop it. All right. Uh, keep it up though. Yes, keep it up. Summer Game Fest for sure. Good job. All right. This is from here. The sphere. Keep it up. I never thought I'd be saying this, but keep it up, Ubisoft. Prince of Persia: The Lost Crown is the first game I'm interested in from the from them since Rayman Legends, and maybe not so con, uh, coincidentally. Why can I not read this one? Cons- coincidentally. Yes, I cannot read right now. Blood. Thank you for. I can't even say that word either right now. It's from the same team. The game actually reminds me a lot of one of my favorite games in recent years, Metroid Dread. Not only is it said to be Metroid to be a Metroidvania, but there seems to be a huge focus on fluidity and movement. With Sargon moving a lot like Samus as he slides, air dashes, and wall jumps over, around, and through obstacles. Even the parry mechanic and camera cinematic directions are very Dread-esque. It's so rare from any big publisher outside of Nintendo to make a big-ish budget 2D action game anymore. It's something I'd like to see a lot more of, as some of the best games of all time are 2D. If this game is successful, maybe it even inspired Capcom to finally make a Mega Man Metroidvania. Keep Ooh. it up. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's the dream for me. That would be a- sick, a- yeah. A- yeah, an X It's just all in Wily's castle or something? Some of the Zero games have been like that, right? Yeah. Uh, that's a good question, Blood. I've I think, I I think, so. I think somebody's pointed that out before. Keep, yeah, when just, said uh, that. Well, keep bringing it Delete back. Delete your comment. Don't write it in. Blood's got it. <laughs> uh, Colt Smith. Yoshi P and crew continuing to knock it out of the park with each patch of Final Fantasy XIV, perhaps making me, and perhaps making what could be the greatest Final Fantasy ever in both fourteen and the large upcoming sixteen. I say it to you, keep it up. So yeah, Ex- keep it up, Yoshi P. Except Just for that, get that controller fix, fix going, that controller please. support, dude. <laughs> also, uh, Help Dami also out. can you uh, nerf Scholar in PvP, please? Oh, thank you very much. Thanks. PvP scene thank action from Damiani. Nerf Scholar, thanks. Ten percent damage reduction, please. <laughs> and as always, we got some shout-outs from our platinum producer tier on Patreon. Yeah. Uh, we got this time Jabba Wabs, Elphas, and Greg the Dark Knight Kettering. Shout out. Thank you. We appreciate it, as always. All right. I've been playing We Love Katamari Reroll plus Royal Reverie. Uh, I think, so I streamed some of this. I think chat told me it's a, like, it's the second Katamari game, but, like, read some new stuff in it, I guess. So I'm not exactly sure, because I only really played the first game. Okay, got it. 
But if you don't know what Katamari is, it is a insane video game where you are a tiny little prince from like the galaxy or something, and you roll you roll up a ball, and you just start rolling up everything in your environment, and you grow larger and larger and larger, and you just roll stuff up, and that is the game. That's what you do in the entire game, and this game is no different. However, uh, I'm I, that it's a simple premise, but it is very satisfying. Rolling up shit is very jolly. I love it. <laughs> uh, so this game, it's a sequel to it. Uh, there's some cool things I like about it. you play as the prince again, but you can also play as other family members and like right. cousins you can find throughout the map. <laughs> so when you're like rolling around, you may find like they look like the prince. They're just like a different color. Like one of them's name's Ichigo, but he kind of looks like a strawberry almost. You roll them up, you get them. At the end of the stage, you can now play as Ichigo. So it's like you can play as different characters. You can unlock accessories for your little dudes. Like I got a, a thing of, of the the King of Cosmos. Everyone loves the King of Cosmos. He's like on your antenna, just like a little decoration. Uh, there's a. It seems like a lot more story this time around too. From what I remember, the original game. It's the original game is you're essentially making stars. You're rolling up stuff and making stars in the galaxies. You're still doing that this time around. However, there's a backstory of like explaining the king of the cosmos, his life. It was he was growing up. There's cutscenes of him as younger, <laughs> and his dad is like very rude to him. So you're understanding like where the king is coming from and like why he is the way he is. Of course, it's it's sad, but if very goofy, also in the Katamari style that you'd expect. It's like he has like his hair, and it gets like cut off, and it's just he like holds it, and it's just gone for the rest of the game. He just has like a, <laughs> a chunk missing from it. It's really cool. You get to see how he met, he met his wife and all that stuff. Very jolly, but um, in the game you have a kind of like a little hub area you go to where you have people walking around. These are essentially the stages. They go like, "Help me!" You walk up to them. They're like. I need help with this. So you go to a level, like one of the levels is like you're in like a little room or something like that, like a kid's room. You're rolling up like erasers and stuff like that. You're rolling up mice as you grow bigger. One of the one of the cool levels I really liked was like a sumo one. Mm. So you were rolling a sumo wrestler, actually. You're rolling the sumo guy, and he would eat like eat stuff that you roll up like food, and he would just get bigger <laughs> and bigger and bigger. And the whole point, though, was... You had to get big enough to knock another sumo off the platform in the right. level. So you had, to, you had a time limit also, but you got to get big enough and roll up a bunch of stuff to knock them off, which I thought was really cool. One of them was also like a camping trip. It's like an outdoor area where the Katamari you had was on fire. I had to roll it throughout like a bunch of uh, like woods and all that kind of stuff and camping stuff to light a like a light a bonfire later in like the level. Not just the usual roll it just get a size and that's it. There's like some sort of objective. But of course the main thing is, yeah, you're just rolling shit up. You're rolling, you're going through like a school, you're rolling pencils and erasers and eventually you're rolling up the students and their desks. You're getting huge. You're rolling everything up and it's so satisfying. You start so small in so many levels. You get bullied by people like as you're trying to maneuver like someone will run into you like maybe lose something but like four minutes later you're big and you're rolling them up now and it feels so good. I don't know. It's a really simple premise for a game, but I it it's just so damn satisfying. I'm having so much fun playing it. It's so delightful. The soundtrack, very jolly, of course, as you'd expect if you've played their games before. Very catchy, very like pop music, uh, Japanese pop music. But it's really fun. I really like this game. I want to play more of it, but I don't know like how much there is to say about it. Like right, 
how much can you say about Katamari that's like not really well known? It's just like yeah, such a simple it's game. Like the, yeah, like, like you're saying, it's like you've got the basic premise and then you've got that's like the it. themed yeah. levels. Yeah, that's like that's yeah. the whole game. And it's like, cool, <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. There's like, like a, I think there's a two player mode also. Oh yeah, but I haven't messed with that. But it it's just delightful. Yeah, I really it's, like. It's this really game. nice that they're you know taking the time to like re-release each one mm-hmm. of these. We got the first one a couple years ago. Um, yeah. So now we've we've got this. But yeah, it, it it's. Going back to the question before with the with the Yakuza series, it's like I do have a hard time. Keeping, I, yeah, I don't know what the keeping hell, it straight. Which like is. which one is two and which one is three, and like because they basically would I come out with one for each platform. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like that. And Katamari Forever, I think it was the Xbox one. That sounds right. And then I think then there was one for like the Vita? PSP or the Vita. Yeah, but I don't remember exactly how many distinct ones that there were, and like even the PSP Vita ones are like, were they different or are they just like a remix? Yeah. Of the console games. It is confusing. So, yeah. I don't know. But I, rec- I recommend this game, definitely. Check yeah, it's, game it's definitely this game's a, sick. a good game to like just pick up. Pick yeah. up and play a couple of levels Dude, whenever. Go- going from Final 16 to this game has <laughs> been awesome. <laughs> it's been, like, the, it's been complete opposite. It's so sick. Dude. Uh, make a new one, taking advantage of like modern graphics. Oh, like, my God, pushing dude. It, like... <laughs> dude, yes. Ray tracing. And maybe like, advanced physics. Like, they could do like, you know, sure. oh my God, something yeah. like that would be just to throw a wrinkle in there. Mm-hmm. But also, like you know, don't make it too complex. Like, yeah, yeah. These games, like... Some of the beauty is the simplicity of it. It was mm-hmm. definitely ahead of its time. You, the, yeah. you saw it now, if it, and the concept didn't exist. This, you'd be like, oh, this is a quaint little indie type game, mm-hmm. but you know, definitely came out at a really good time where you know, people would like this would qualify as a nice meaty full, you know, yeah. full experience game. I saw it at Mike's house the first time. I came over one time and he's like, "Yo, check this game out." <laughs> and I was like, "What is this, dude?" I just like fell in love with this game, just yeah. rolling yeah, stuff everyone, around. Yeah. yeah, everyone talked about when it came out. Yeah, it was a big deal. Yeah. Uh, this question is from Super Sushi. Question for We Love Katamari. Greetings, allies. As games get more complex, I really appreciate games like Katamari. Relaxing and just rolling around making a big-ass Katamari is such a simple pleasure, but it really rivals the emotional high something like God of War. Oh, but it... Wait, hold on. Pleasure, but it really rivals the emotional high something like (laughs) God of War The Last of Us can give me? Damn. Do you have any games that you love because they are just simple fun? And what if... what is your favorite thing you've ever rolled up while you play Katamari? Love and respect, Super oh, Sushi. Oh, man. Don't you, like, roll up planets in the last, the first one at the end? I can't remember. <laughs> Just rolling up some, like, random dude walking is always super amusing to Person, me. Person, yeah. Because they're always like, oh! Like, every, the sound effects they make when you roll yeah. them are so good. <laughs> yeah, like, whenever you start, like, rolling up living things. Like, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, like you are saying, like, cats and chickens and, like, whatever nonsense. I do like the ones where, like, you're rolling up like all the different candies. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on, I'm just like blown away by this. Yeah. <laughs> really rivals simple pleasure, but it really rivals the emotional high something like God of War and Last of Us can give me. Damn. There's <laughs> they you cannot pick more dramatically different games from each other than these. But I respect the hell out of it. And their stakes were just, you know, never really caught on to. I guess mm-hmm. so, dude. Dude, good Katamari, for you, man. That's yeah. Sick. Gaming cinematic universe. Could you imagine like crying compilations of people playing Katamari the story <laughs> or something like that? Getting a emo- like seeing videos a, of it. I need like a lore video for Katamari. Dude, it's probably yeah. sad. This probably probably depressing. Probably I mean, really yeah, like the, the king scene. Yeah, yeah, dude, yeah you're right. <laughs> probably dude. Like way more that we didn't Damn. know about. It's like, All right, oh, yeah, this that's is a fair. Dark, dark series. That is fair, dude. Okay, blood. You been pl- you played Bookwalker the demo yeah, for the, Bookwalker the demo. What, what the hell is this game Yeah, what, yeah no it's cool so yeah it was it was interesting because I was trying to figure out 
um, like what else I wanted to bring. And I was like, there's all these demos that are out. Uh, and they'd actually sent me uh, the Haunty demo oh, right, yeah. from Summer Game Fest because yeah. like we were like limited on time for mm-hmm. the appointment. It was like, here's the full demo. That's cool. But it was like oh, still on like a 30-minute timer. Um, but it was like I got through that and it was like, yeah, mechanically I kind of said everything. Um, so it was like I just kind of saw some like more environmental stuff but not really anything new mechanics. And so then I looked at a few different things and it's like, the book walker seems interesting. Like I'm not sure what the heck is going on in this game. Uh, and it's, and this game is like, it's cool, but it's also like crazy in terms of like the like amount of like lore going on. Because Whoa. you're like in this whole other like dystopian world or whatever. And I guess you're a writer, but you've been like shackled for 30 years with writer's block. Oh my God. Uh, and then you get this call from like some criminal organization. It's George R. R. Martin, dude. And and you huh. you have to do heists for them from books. Whoa, what? And so Whoa, they, like, what? they like dump a briefcase at your apartment. It starts off you're in first person, right? And they dump this briefcase at your apartment and then you open it up and then it's like you need to like go into this book and like like steal the invincibility potion out of this book. Okay. Uh, and also your character, you can see it on like the cover art or whatever. Your character is kind of like a book head. Like <laughs> you can see the word the on their face and then like pages going out from the back of his head Whoa. or whatever. But you don't really like, like when, so but anyways, when you go into the book, there's like this like whirlpool kind of effect with like these pages around you. And then in the book, it switches from first person to like a top-down isometric view, like a Fallout or okay. Shadow Run kind of game, and so you're you're wandering around, and and it's kind of like a point-and-click adventure. So it's like you 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 click on things, you like do a little pixel hunts, like oh, there's something I can interact with over there or whatever. Uh, but there's all of this crazy stuff with these the way it interplays because you've come across like. Uh, like a locked door or whatever. And it was like, oh, I need a lock pick. It's like, where am I gonna need a lock pick? It's like, oh yeah, I got some back in the apartment. Mm. So you push a button and you zip back out of the book, pick the lock pick up out of your apartment, go back in and pick the lock. And then similarly, there's a place a little bit later where it's like, I saw like a crack in a wall. And it was like, oh yeah, yeah. And uh, you, you uh, I need like a sledgehammer or whatever. And I've been picking up like crafting parts for like crowbars or whatever. But then he's like, I think my neighbor might have one. Hmm. So you like zip out of the book, go out of your apartment, walk across the hall, like knock on your neighbor's door, try to like pick like a dialogue choice to be like, what's gonna be the thing that gets my neighbor to let me borrow a sledgehammer? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and like what, what is the story that I gotta come up with? Uh, and then it takes the sledgehammer and go back into the thing and like smash down the wall. Jeez. Um, and then you're wandering around trying to like follow the trail of this thing, but it but it's crazy because while you're in the the book, like the events of the story are are playing out, and you come across this other character that you can't actually see. And because they're they were attached to another bookwalker who's like got his head blown off or something, and so you you then there's like this like this little like cylindrical 
cage, like this like kind of like gold cage, so you can't really see in there, but there's this other character, and he's there giving you tips. He's like, oh yeah, I've read this book a bunch of times, I know everything that happens. So if you need any help, just let me know. But he's also like, I don't want to give you any too many spoilers. <laughs> 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 and so you're following his advice, and I guess it's like, and there's this whole thing, it's like, well, he knows that he's a character because he's in this cage, and so I guess it's like, other characters, like they would just, they would just get absorbed in the book world, and yeah, it, it is just like all this craziness, and then like you get in like these turn-based battles with like these spiders to come out, and like you use ink to do your different moves. So you've got like a health bar and like an ink bar. So it's like if you're gonna slash at somebody, it's gonna spend some of your right. ink, um, or you can like do a stun attack that's gonna like hit all the enemies on the screen. Um, and then there, but then there was also like an ink drain move. So like, you kind of like suck ink out of the enemy when you attack them. Hmm. Uh, and then there's like, because of the nature of the book, there's like other layers of sort of pseudo reality going on in the <laughs> in within the world. And you're like chasing this guy, and you chase him through these dungeons or whatever. But then you like get outside, and you start like asking people questions. But they get freaked out because you're a bookman. <laughs> In this world, there are no bookmen. Yeah. There's no normal people. And so, like, you're, like, a complete, like, foreigner yeah. in this world. Like, like an alien <laughs> just showed up <laughs> to try Man, that's to work your way through. <laughs> and so, yeah, so it's just, you know, it was like an hour, maybe hour and a half demo that I played. Um, but it was, it was pretty cool. Dang, that um, sounds sick. Yeah, and, like... You know, doing like some of the crafting stuff, like kind of like, uh, like you would like pick up like a bunch of junk in the world, and then like you could like melt that down to like fill up your ink meter. Ah, oh, cool. Um, you could also like get a glass bottle to like, like uh, have a uh, like backup ink, so like when your ink mm. meter gets low, you could, you know, you could fill up this glass bottle with ink from all of that stuff, and mm -hmm. um, and then also just kind of like picking up like food and stuff like that. You just get like rotten apples and stale bread. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yeah, this will fill up two health bars or whatever. <laughs> okay. Damn. <laughs> this sounds sick, blood. Do you know when this comes out? Uh, this actually comes out this week. It oh comes my out God. on June Boy. 22nd, the oh, same day as Fantasy right. 16. Okay. Oh, geez. Um, also, there was a thing, uh, because it was a potion, uh, oh yeah, this was a crazy part of it too, is that like, if you take this thing out of the book, then it won't exist anymore. Oh. You're like actually destroying the story for oh. the characters and the people Whoa. in the future that would read it. So it's like you have this choice of like, okay, do I take the whole potion or do I leave half of the potion for the character to use uh, and then take the other half to, to, you know, give back to the other. That's cool. You know, to the criminals. But, you know, but it's like, are they going to know? Are you gonna fool them, or are they gonna be yeah. mad at you? And it's like kind of having to make these choices. Damn, that's intense. Yeah. Jeez. I, so. I don't even know what to ask you. I don't even know what other high. <laughs> what are <laughs> we gonna steal next? I don't know. Yeah, this sounds crazy. <laughs> Keep an eye on it. Let us know. Yeah, and I guess if you know, if you don't have a PS5, you got a PC. Yeah. You, you can't you can play, play Final Fantasy 16 this week. You check out the Bookwalker. Check out Bookwalker. Also, if you're like going through those Steam demos. Yeah. Trying to figure out like what demos to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To check out. So many. I love those Steam demos, man. It's great. Okay. It's time for some emails. If you would like to support us and send an email, support us on patreon.com slash easy allies. 
That is uh, the lifeblood of this company. It's how we're mainly funded and supported. We definitely need your support. We would greatly appreciate it, but if you can't, we're just happy to have you here and watching, and hanging out with us. We appreciate that, too, so thank you very much. Okay. This is from D's Butts. <laughs> hey, allies. I'm playing and loving the System Shock remake. Mm-hmm. I love immersive sims, and I know I'd enjoy this game, but I put off playing System Shock for years because I had faith that a remake would come out and do the original justice. Do you have any older games that you'd love to play but refuse to start until an updated version releases? Ooh. Dude, you know what? My number one would be, and I know there's mods for it, but it would be Fallout New Vegas. No. Oh, okay. I've heard so many good things about this game over the years. You know, Subsidian hitting out of the park, but it was a technical mess, apparently, when it came out. I'm sure there's mods you can do to fix that, but I would love an updated version I of this game. I feel like it's probably not. I mean, it's there's still some extent it probably has some things, but I think it's I think it's been cleaned up to some degree. It's probably been cleaned up blood, a, but the Fallout Bethesda standard is be, very low. Sure. And it should be higher. Isn't one of is both or one of the Knights of Old Republic games? Isn't this like the, so, like the textbook one of these? Yeah, Knights of Old Republic 2 was like made in a very short amount of time. And I think there's a bunch of content that got cut that was supposed to be a DLC for, for the Switch, Switch for, version yeah, but then yeah, they canceled it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So This whole crazy That is upsetting also. <laughs> That's upsetting but a good pick. Did that DLC come out for any other platforms or no? I don't think so. Just, no. I don't think it ever yeah, came out. they were out. working on restoring it specifically for that. Yeah. I think there's like PC mods that like do it yeah, or something like that. Yeah, okay. No, nothing official though as far as okay. I'm aware. Wow. Okay. Anything for you, Blood? I can't think of anything that I'm like, oh, I'm I won't play back. that until it's a remake because like yeah, I'm pretty good with with jumping yeah. into like weird old systems. Like, I mean, like Deus Ex is a good example. It's like, that game takes some getting used to. Sure does. Yeah. When you uh, first start playing it, and it's and it's it's a weird game in that uh, not only do you get more used to it as you play, but that's the way that the skill. Uh, trees and upgrades work. It's like it actually gets easier to play mm-hmm. <laughs> as you upgrade your character. Yeah. So yeah, it's a weird one. So I could I could see that being a recommendation, but like personally, like yeah, I you know I I figured it out and I put up with it and I mm-hmm. and I played through it and I loved it. So yeah. All right. This is from James Davy. Hey allies, what's the game you found toughest to complete? That's it. Toughest to complete. Yes. Uh, I remember some old NES games taking me a long time to beat. Hmm. They're shorter, but I remember just spending yeah. a lot of time on specific areas. Like Ninja Gaiden games, I remember, were pretty damn hard. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Castlevania 3 was super hard. That game was hard as hell. Uh, other games, I'm not sure off the top of my head. Yeah, because I wasn't even necessarily like thinking of this in terms of like difficulty, difficulty, but... Um, man, I tell you, like, yeah, definitely not a difficulty matter, but uh, like, <laughs> Red Dead Redemption Two, mm. like the game is so big and has so True. many things, yeah, there's a lot out there to do and to get sidetracked in and get sucked into that it is that you, like, yeah, I kind of lost sight of like what mm-hmm. was the story, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what where were we going, what do I need to do next? Sure, I'm out here like. Trying to hunt bears or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely a lot of bad games that 
you know, just didn't want to finish, but like had to. So those were not fun. Mm. But like in time, yeah, it would have been like an old, old NES game. game that like I couldn't even beat. Like probably like a like a Zelda two. Like yeah, very, very far. Oh my God, waited years and years. It got older. No guide. Finally knew how Nothing. to like play it. Printed off a guide from the internet. It's like all right, here we go. It's time to probably beat try and this beat game, this. Yeah. And still hard. Yeah. All right. This next one is from Son of Sparta. Hey, allies. With the news that almost the entirety of Persona 5 Royal Development team moved on to work on Persona 3 Reload for the past four years, I can't help but feel disappointed that seemingly Persona Persona 6 is still so far away. Mm. I'm glad that people can play an updated version of Persona 3 on modern platforms, but I personally didn't want that to come at the expense of us possibly getting Persona 6 in a more timely fashion. It's already been over six years since P5 came out, and we've been waiting to see what's next for Persona as a series since. Spin-offs, remasters, and remakes of older games are cool for the most hardcore fans of the series, but I'm honestly more than ready to move on to Persona 6. Anyone else feeling that way? Uh, spin-offs, remasters, and remakes of being older games are cool for the most hardcore. They are cool for hardcore, but they're also really good, I feel like, for getting new people into the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean, it seems like metaphor is, it seems is, like yeah is the new big deal thing for them from right them now. yeah yeah because yeah. it is a lot of like persona people working well, like on when it. you look at when i look at the like the menus in particular this looks yeah, like it's very persona, persona 5 menu yeah. right here yeah i understand wanting p6 though definitely yeah but you have to wait a little longer yeah yeah what do you think Damiani? yeah i'm with you like i think you need to treat metaphors like you know it's not persona but it's like a equivalent of like a mainline entry mm-hmm. in terms of like yeah it's not a spinoff it's not a yeah you no know, spinoff caliber or like a yeah. port remaster caliber it's like a full-fledged i even say more enticing than uh uh what was it called FMT? tokyo mirage sessions oh, oh sure, sure. sure. Like that like i mean mm-hmm. like people enjoy that game but like this feels more of like strictly the smt yeah. wheelhouse yeah, so, yeah absolutely because yeah. there's like a bond system we saw, you know, you're going to making mm-hmm. those bonds. Just, I don't yeah. know if you're going to be like a high school student necessarily, like doing co- math quizzes and stuff. Yeah, just like extreme fantasy based persona or mm-hmm. SMT, I guess. Works for me. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, P6, one day we'll get it. Fear not. They're yeah. milking the hell out of people. Uh, those insiders were saying like, what, 2025, 2026? So it's like. Dude, 2025 is not that bad, I feel like. Uh, yeah, we're in like. Especially when Metaphor is supposed to be next year. Yeah, and, yeah. and reload. So it's like. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty good with, you know, SMT for yeah. next year. So it's yeah. like 2025 would yeah. be a good time. And who knows? You'll probably get other versions of Persona 3 Reload and Metaphor. You'll get the gold <laughs> version, the royal yeah, version. we got to get all those. Yeah, too. I will say at this point is like, man, do I even bother playing these games the first year? Because, yeah, that's a good question, Because it's like... Yeah. People talked up it was how much better Royal was mm. and how much stuff that they had added, you know, and I'm just like, I'm not playing that game a second time. Yeah. It took just, like three. I loved it, but I'm just not going to yeah. play it a second time. It took like three years to get that, I guess, though. Mm. But, yeah. Yeah, Atlas loves to do that, it <laughs> <Yeah>. seems like. <laughs> you know, the right amount of time to wait. So yeah. it's like, we know you're going to play it again. Yeah, it. that's like, true. It's too long to wait for it, too. Okay, this last question is from Wes Bates. Greeting, allies. I've been thinking lately about pricing expectations for games in terms of genre and whether they are s- there are set limitations for what people will pay for a certain type of experience. Mm. For instance, 
People will easily shell out 60 to $70 for a shooter or an action-adventure game or a big RPG. But do you think people would willingly pay in that range for a 2D Metroidvania or a visual novel regardless of the quality of the game? I'm just wondering if you think there are some game genres which are limited in terms of the perceived value in the market and how much devs can reasonably request to ask for games in those genres without hurting their sales potential. Personally, I'd pay $60 for Hollow, for Hollow Knight Silk Song, knowing the pe- pedigree of the first game and how much I enjoy the genre. But my guess is most other gamers would not. And there are probably there's probably a glass ceiling uh, which some games need to stay underneath to maintain market accept- acceptability, even if the game is fantastic. Would you agree? Thanks for taking my question. If you do, and stay easy. Best regards, Wes. Uh, yeah, it definitely seems like some people are willing to spend more money for certain genres of games. It's definitely a visual thing, I feel like, too. Like, yeah. when you look at, I don't know, let's say you look at Final Fantasy 16, you know, you see some icon fight going on, you're like, whoa, I understand maybe the $70. Or you look at Starfield, and you're like, I understand the price tag kind of thing. But when you look at Hollow Knight, Hollow Knight's going to be an probably, Silk Song's probably going to be an incredible game, but it's like, some people will think... Why does this game cost so much money? It doesn't seem as expensive as the other ones, so why does it cost as much as the other ones? And I understand that because it might, it probably doesn't cost as a lot as some of the games. You know, some games are like $200 million games to make. Like The Last of Us Part Two is like $200 million. Right. Well, I mean, part, like, yeah, I mean, a lot of that comes down to A, the number of people working on it. Yes. Uh, God of War, Ragnarok, expensive yeah, and game. B, the amount of marketing money being yes, spent on exactly. it. Yes, exactly. So it's it's just such a weird it's such a weird comparison because yeah like you're saying like Hollow Knight and Metroid Dread are perfect examples of games that like stand toe to toe with the best of them but mm-hmm. if, like you know if you look at the you know the the loud online circles yeah or even like a lot of casual um, people like they see they see 2D and they just for whatever reason they they think it's cheaper or they think it's right not off. as good or it's not as big budget mm-hmm. and it's it, you know, and, but Metroid Dread, like, isn't that, like, the best-selling Metroid now? Like, the, maybe. Like, I think it might be. Well, I don't remember a, off the top of my it head. It has the Switch effect also. Yeah, it's got yeah. the Switch effect, but it's just, like, it, you know, and that, they didn't sell that for less, you know, yeah. so, the, you know, they, they kind of show that there there is definitely a market there beyond the, the loudest people mm-hmm. that will complain about anything. Um, but it's a hard thing, you know, because it's, you know, I, I think a lot of it goes back to sort of what you're saying. It's like when you see faces and voice acting and like those are the things that like kind of stick in people's minds is like, oh, this is a big budget game. When you have a character who you see from like a mile distance, <laughs> like this right. tiny little character running around, then they don't <clears throat> see that in the same light. You know, and like I don't know if adding more cutscenes would make a difference to that or, or what, but... Um, towards like you, you, you know, and then they've tried to do like what the the merger or whatever with other RAM, right? Was <laughs> like mm-hmm. we got we got two D gameplay and the kind of pseudo three D gameplay and big cutscenes and and uh, I don't know, I don't know if they had made a better story, whether that would have sold or not. Yeah, definitely. Because like I'd I'd pay sixty dollars for Hollow Knight Silk Song. Yeah, I, uh, in a second, with a her heartbeat, I'd buy it. I'd be like, yeah, totally worth it. Yeah. But, there, you know, I mean, it just depends on the game's quality, I guess. Because, you know, not every game of the same genre is created equally. Because, like, some of them can be bad or 
not as high budget or something like that. And they could be. Yeah. A, I've definitely seen games where I was like, hmm, wish it was a little cheaper, kind of thing like yeah. that. Yeah, and then, like you said, like a lot of it comes down to visuals rather than yeah. quality or game design yeah, or whatever. production you know, like, value, I guess. You know, like what, like Chain Echoes is probably a good example of that, right? It's mm-hmm. like, you know, one of the top RPGs of that year, mm-hmm. but because it's a 2D Retro, top-down yeah. pixel game, it's like, yeah, yeah. People, yeah. people don't see it as, as something that's worth the same amount of money. I know, yeah. Because that game is really good, but, yeah, I don't know. It sucks, but it's also cool that there's so many different price ranges for games, I guess. Yeah. You can get some sweet games for cheap. So I do love that, but yeah, I wish some other cheap or smaller budget games got as much respect as some of the big boys. But you, I mean, you do see that. I guess just where you kind of look on the internet. It's like people are going to lose their mind when Silk Song comes out. Yeah. Not only because it's going to be really good, but just because it's been such a long time coming. But uh, yeah, that's it for this episode of Frame Trap. Thanks for watching or listening. Please, if you listen to us on a podcast service or anything, leave us a nice review on there if you enjoyed mm. the show. We'd appreciate that. It does help us. Uh, leave a like, comment on the video. That also does that. All that checkbox stuff, it actually does help. So please consider it. Uh, and we will see you uh, next episode. Take care, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>